Just had a fun half an hour yeah, talking. Yeah, we had to a ourselves. great half hour of talk that you're never going to hear. It's probably right up there with uh, what was our abandoned episode? May, uh, no, mm. this reminds. No, this is like the Magnum PI episode with yes, uh, Jack yeah. that we recorded, and you weren't on it. You claimed it was the best episode we ever did, <laughs> yeah. and you couldn't. It was. Quite, I still think it you is. You couldn't quite put your finger on what it was, but you're like, this is just good. It just smacks of ham right up in my ear. I, yeah, I don't like that you enjoyed that so much because I wasn't on it. Um, Jalloween. Jalloween. Continues. One more time. One last time. Are we going downhill? Are we going uphill? It doesn't matter. It's going to be fun. I think we're gonna we're ending it with a very strange movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've seen a lot of powers. We've talked about Michael Myers driving. We've gone the gambit on this month, and now we're going to be dealing with... Uh, Telepathic insect powers. Yeah, that old thing. Did that ever come into play in like the X Men universe or anything? No, I, I'd have to ask our buddy Sean Pigeon about that. Okay. Speaking of buddies, Speak. since we're this is Halloween, we got to talk about our resident horror expert. This guy's forgotten more about horror than you guys will ever know. This is very true. Our buddy Mike Mullins. You remember him from the Dallas Connection? Huge, by the Ooh. way, on YouTube. Yes. I thought up to like 400 or something like that. Love to hear it. We got like, what, eight more Sedaris movies we got to get through? Oh, we got a lot of Sedaris. Yeah, the Sedaris-verse. Probably my favorite multiverse in the world. I Uh, think somehow they're going to tie it into the Marvel Marvel Cinematic Universe. Is that the... I think that could be the only thing that saves the Marvel-verse. I could totally see Julie Strain as She-Hulk. Yeah? Okay. I'd be into that. Well, she's dead, so we can't. I guess we could CGI her. I want the crossover to happen with Black Panther. I think that would make that a more solid three-hour movie. Because you could do like 60 minutes of an Andy Sedaris movie and then bring it back at the end. Bookend the movie with Sedaris. You could have Black Panther. Black Panther's got all his gadgets, so he could have like a boat, a remote control boat. Come on. Make Shades the Submariner. 
Oh, yeah, that would be so amazing. Okay. He just rises up out of the water with the shades on. Oh, my God. I can oh. already see the scene. You see Black Panther's like reflection in the mirrored shades. And he's like, ah. man, I wish we could work with Disney. Obviously, we're outlawed from working with Disney. Um, we do have to get through some outrage first, Murray. There's some bad news that you probably won't be aware of by the time this episode comes out. We mentioned the C word too many times, apparently, for yeah, YouTube. I just want to apologize to all our YouTubers. But, but this gives you more impetus to li- listen on our, our SoundCloud or any podcast app yeah. under Golan Dash Globus Theater. Uh, yeah, we got taken off of YouTube for a week, apparently. We didn't get taken off. Well, they, we, the can't, we can't upload anything new. We can't upload it right now, and two episodes can no longer be seen. Which, by the way, are available on any podcast app. Exactly. Under Golan Dash Globus. Very end. convenient. Right, and it's because, like you were saying, we said this the C word, not cunt. C-word. We say cunt all the time. Nobody cares. Right. I mean, we're huge over in Timberley Stadium. Yeah, that, they, they love throw, it. They throw the C word around. That's their favorite word. Right. They go, that that Griffin, he's a right cunt. That's right, and I know it's a compliment. If you two want to get into merchandising, you should uh, release a double-pack DVD of those episodes and call it, like, Too Hot for YouTube. <laughs> that would be good. I... That's a good idea. Marketing genius Mike's with us today, uh, just helping us try to get over this hump of financial well. I mean, we're swimming in the cash already, but you can always use more. Right. So, the laser yeah, disc so could use another wing. It's not like the early days when you had to get those uh, fly-by-night sponsors. Right, yeah. yeah. And now it's just we're running the empire. I know. Everybody asks us what happened to the advertising. We make too much money. We, can't <laughs> right, we don't need it. We don't need it. Right. Everyone asks us, why Why did you guys make a podcast? Because we're fucking rich now. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I will say I'm even more outraged with YouTube because they are putting uh, on some of our episodes ads and we're not getting a cent. Well, yeah, we don't get any money from that. So That's I'm how not, it works. I'm not happy with that. That's how it works. And so, yes, if you're listening to this, you, we're probably back uploading. Yeah. We'll, so we'll get all those uh, all those classic featuring a lot Mike on a lot of them. He was back in the early days. I think he did almost every episode on our first October. Right. So you'll get to hear if you like Mike, you'll get to hear more of them. And if you don't like Mike, like most people, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, the most important question that we have to ask Mike today, because, of course, you know that we've watched hundreds of hours of action movies. Mike has put in thousands of hours. Like you said at right. the start of this episode, yeah. he's forgotten more about horror than most people know about horror. Where Including is, this movie we're going to do later on. But, what's that? Oh, yeah, yeah, he's completely forgotten this yeah. movie. Is that what you're going for? Yeah. That's it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, where does Jala fall on the horror scale for you? Is it up there? Is it kind of? Eh? It, it's it's low. It is low. Um, but you have to re- you have to acknowledge that they are proto slashers, and you like slasher movies, don't? Oh you? yeah, one hundred percent. Like um, I mean, A Bay of Blood by Mario Bava, Friday the Thirteenth Part Two directly takes scenes from that movie. Like, okay, yeah, Jalo's definitely inspired slasher films. Cool. So there, there's a respect there, but it's just not your thing. Yeah, it's just not my thing. Okay. What is it? Is it just boring? Is it too weird? It's so. Jalo is a lot of them are just the same because yeah. because a lot of people they mistake Italian horror for Jalo, like they think all Italian horror is Jalo. Okay. If there's supernatural elements, it's not Jalo. 
Okay. That that's just that's something else. So, Jalo is like yeah. man in a mask, lots of hot ladies, you know, a crime committed stuff like that. It's they're the proto slashers, like like Tim said. Okay. Um, but a lot of them is just like a guy in a black jacket with a black mask and black leather gloves and a knife. And then slashers, you know, they well, got sometimes a more they'll mix it, it up with the murder weapon. Right. There is one. I forget what it is, but the murder weapon it's kind of ingenious. It's an icicle. Yeah. And so it melts. After you stab the person. Right. So there's no evidence. I think they made this joke on Seinfeld once. Like, I'd kill you with an icicle, and then it would melt. What are you going to do now? That's interesting. So you're, you're, you're big on the slashers. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I was raised on. I recognize that they are the junk food of horror. Uh, not a lot of nutrients, but yeah. they're a lot of fun. Okay. Is anyone holding the slasher mantle? up well these days or is it kind of uh, eh? because we've talked about halloween in the last two movies halloween is a slasher right yes okay so this is kind of a hot take as we like chucky oh like the new series i love the tv show interesting because it is it's a nice blend of the camp of bride of chucky and seed of chucky and then the more serious kind of you actually feel that Chucky's a threat from the original Child's Plays and then the later ones, Curse and Cult. Um, I do have to ask the question, is he just completely out? I'm not even trying to hide the fact that I'm a doll anymore, or does he still kind of like evade people's uh, you know, uh, radar by being a doll sometimes? He will be a doll sometimes. Okay. Because he's... He's he's a doll, so he has to be stealthy, right? Like That's, he's not a big hulking guy, so he yeah. has to use his smart. So certain if he knows this person could cause trouble, he's a doll. Okay. But then whenever he's around someone he just is like, I'm gonna kill you. He's he just chucky. Okay. See, I never found these kind of movies scary because I mean they're and they're in essence midgets is what Chucky is. And if you had a midget coming at you with a knife, wouldn't you just kick him in the face? Like, get away from me, midget. You wouldn't, I wouldn't be scared of a midget coming at me. Like, how dare you? How dare you try to scare me? My lawyer has instructed me not to answer this question. Well. But dolls are, no, well, do, look, look, do, look. dolls are not Here, scary. But yeah. here's, here's the thing. Griff, as you love to do whenever stories about gun control come out, you whip out your laminated constitution, and you're telling me, and then... Read a little further down, mister. I don't remember what number it is, but there's a constitution amendment. A constitution? <laughs> <laughs> it's Murray's constitution. By the way, I saw a, I got stuck behind a guy in a, oh, in, a, in, a, in a big sissy truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With his license plate was My USA. Good. Back to ba- blue, or back to badge, it's bumper sticker. Nice. And another one for that convoy that was in Canada. Oh, oh nice. The geez, trucker yeah. convoy. Yeah, he was toot, in- toot, boys. Keep it going. There's one constitution <laughs> that says <laughs> that l- I'll, I'll use your word, all right? Oh, I don't want to say little people, even though I'm, I'm kind of offended by the use of, words, use of the word people when we're talking about the. Because you'll, when you when you hear my explanation, you'll understand. It says that little people are, and this is literally true. They're three fifths of a person. That's what the oh that's what, boy, they literally are yeah, to aren't bring they, back Griffin's old catchphrase. Aren't they literally three fifths of a human being? Which and they said, and, and this is the founding fathers said this, not me. 
You can technically have they can be your slaves. You can you can enslave a little person. And that's according a- to the Constitution. I didn't write it. I'm just telling you what it is. I think they kind of amended them in the 1800s where it was like you could just have them as pets. Yeah. Like you you couldn't like abuse them. Right. You have to have bedding and food and water for them. I'm, not, I'm no constitutional expert. I'm not Donald Trump. I'm not a constitutional expert. I'm, but that's what, as far as I know, that that's is, what Constitution 18, let's say. We'll say it's is, Constitution 18. Constitution 18. <laughs> that is, have I been, like, invading your brain or go something? Go beyond. This is totally a grift. Go grift. beyond the Second Amendment grift. There's yeah, more yeah. to it. Okay. Do your research. The, in the 18th Constitution, um, I do find it funny that the Founding Fathers hated little people so much because, I mean, if you put it in context— That's why do you think they hated James Madison so much? If you put he it in a little context person. today, all of our Founding Fathers were only 5'2". Only James Madison. The rest were 5'3". The, oh, they were 5'3". And you know, well, well, we know Washington— he was six foot thirteen or something. Right, weighed a fucking ton. Right, exactly. He had uh, two sets of testicles. <laughs> he was so divine. Yeah. All those things. That's why he's our first president. He had a horse made of crystal. He patrolled the land. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So that's why Abe Lincoln's held in such high regard because he was six foot forty eight or something. Yeah. He was way up six there. foot twenty. Weighed a fucking ton. That was Washington again. But yeah. yeah. Uh, so incredible the history lesson we're giving right now, uh, but uh, <laughs> we have important things to get back to. This is non-drunk history. We're just do, the only one drunk here. I do want to ask, Mike, is there somebody we should be paying attention to in the horror universe these days? Who's the great up and Who's the new up and Is it that art guy? Is that what he's called? The clown that kills people? <laughs> no, no. Um, Terrifier? Like, is that what it's called? It's called Terrifier. Yeah. The, look, here's the thing, man. Um there's a director, Adam Green, who's done the Hatchet series, uh, Digging Up the Marrow, Frozen, not the Disney one. But uh, he had a good quote in an interview where he said he wants people to leave his horror movies high-fiving each other with smiles on their faces going, that was a fucking blast. That was such a good time. And Terrifier is not that. And I agree with Adam Green's sentiment. Like, I want to enjoy the movie I'm watching. I don't want to watch torture porn. I don't want to get skeeved out. Yeah. And Terrifier is just a little too mean-spirited for me. Okay. Uh, I saw the first one, and I was like, it's not bad. It's just not my cup of tea. And it's just a little too... Now, art has a cool look. I like it. I don't typically like clowns, but he looks cool. Uh, I have no interest in seeing Terrifier 2, especially when they switch their marketing to people are vomiting in the theaters. Like, oh, yeah, yeah I'm good. Yeah, no, I don't want to see that. I'm good. That. <laughs> I mean, are they just going to like show a video of two but girls? But isn't one that cup? the essence of horror? Aren't you supposed to be horrified? Yeah, but I don't want to be throwing up. Okay. Hmm. When was the last time you actually felt like a visceral, like, chill? Honestly, um, this is going to be. This is such a weak uh, uh, answer. The first conjuring. I was raised in a Catholic household, right? So, like, religious horror yeah. always kind of does it for me. There has the little extra edge. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the conjuring, I remember I remember seeing that and being like, mm, man, something just isn't sitting right with me. And then conjuring two and three were not good. Just but, trash. Yeah, but the first, the first conjuring made me a little... Maybe I don't need to go to the basement and do laundry right now. Maybe I can wait till tomorrow. Oh, nice. Okay. I can't. I mean, definitely in those teen years when I was watching all the slasher movies, I was like, "Fuck, creep the shit out." Oh yeah, dude. I remember. So um, fun. I remember the Friday the Thirteenth series creeping mm-hmm. me out. Like I'd be up late at night and I wouldn't want to walk down the dark hallway to go yep. to the bathroom. 
Yep. And then in your brain, you're hearing the uh, the little jingle. Right. Uh, or no, that wasn't a jingle. That's Halloween's got the jingle. The, the Jason's the... just got the. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. You're going to give people are waiting for you yep. seven. Uh, I was just going to say, without further movies. ado, it's time to get into movies. We already did this once, but you didn't get to hear it. So we're going over it again. Right. And we're starting with The Nesting. Kinda. Is it about Russian dolls? No, there's not okay. a single Russian doll because this was done in the 80s and we Good, fucking I wouldn't be scared by hated it. Hated Russians. Scary. Back We've then. already established dolls are not scary. Um, if I was going to get anybody to watch this, I'd say there is a very cool death scene in there with a guy getting his head fucking uh put on a pike or you know, as a house spike, but still pretty cool. Not that creepy. Um Haunted burlesque house is the is the pitch there. Okay, you know, so if that's your thing, but there is a creepy as fuck character in Abner, so that was cool, and there's some good music, so it got it got a C. It wasn't awful, and then because I I had never really watched much Vincent Price, and you know, obviously that's a name I can remember, unlike. Boris Karloff. Boris Karloff. Boris Karloff, and who's the other big horror guy uh, from Universal? Yeah, Bella Lugosi. Bella Lugosi. That one I can actually remember because, of course, Junior. Huh? Lon Chaney Junior. Lon Chaney oh. Junior is the only person to play all the big four monsters from Universal: Dracula, Frankenstein, Wolfman, and the Mummy. What's your favorite Universal monster? Frankenstein. Frankenstein. What's yours, the- Griff? Ooh, which ones are there? Frankenstein, the Mummy, Wolfman, Frankenstein, the Mummy, Dracula, Wolfman, Dracula. Creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, uh, you know what? I haven't watched enough, but just because uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon reminds me of Swamp Thing, I'm going to go with Creature. Yeah, just the way Borth Karloff uh, looked in the first Frankenstein. So creepy. It looks so good. Yeah. Creature's a close second for me. Okay. I'm going to have to ask you for the next batch because Halloween still goes on. If Even if this is the last Giallo movie we're doing, Halloween's going to be going on, well, October. So right. I'll have to ask you about a Creature recommendation. Uh, next up, Vinnie Price Pool, The Tingler. Great fucking premise. You gave us a whole good story. Do you want to tell us more the about French the French Tingler? On, on, the, on The Tingler? No, Murray. We're not getting sexual oh. here. Yeah, I, I will repeat the story for the for the audience. Um, that was produced by William Castle, who was a big producer in the 50s and 60s. Uh, he did a lot of the classic black and white horror. Uh, he did the original 13 Ghosts, House on Haunted Hill, uh, The Tingler, and uh, I think there was one more that I talked about earlier. But uh, uh, he used to do gimmicks in the theaters, and he would he would install little things to pop out and scare the audience. And for The Tingler, he actually put these electrodes that would shock people on their ass in the theater <laughs> seats. Not everybody, but it's like random people. Yeah. Uh, when the tingler was, was so playing. So you would hear people like scream out and everything right. in the theater. The, the 4D experience started with him. Exactly. That's what I'm hearing. Yep. And then Joe Dante did an homage to that with the movie Matinee where uh, John Goodman plays Lawrence Woolsey, uh, so pretty much William Castle. And I highly recommend that to people if they have not seen it. It's a love letter to... The Atomic Era 50s sci-fi horror. Yeah. So Tingler ended up having a cool premise. They had like this cool opening where they were explaining like how the audience needs to help along with the movie and everything. Because the whole premise is that there's these creatures on our spines. And if you can't scream, it slowly like creeps up your spine and kind of takes over your body. So that was that was a cool premise. 
Uh, but Vincent Price, Vincent Price's character, scientist gone mad. We can't really tell. And uh, also Murray's favorite life lesson: never trust a rich white lady. Don't do it. Just don't. Begging do for bad news. Begging for bad news. Uh, next up, I know, I know we already did this. I got to pretend like we didn't do it, but I got a controversial take. We did real casual. Yeah, we we I think we talked about it in this recording session, but we we were just saying that we did Texas Chainsaw Massacre two with Mike years ago. Yeah, and I it was a very fun movie. I loved it. I walked away from that. Chop top, like, one of the greatest chop characters of all so time. So fucking good. Um. Well, I went ahead and I watched Texas Chainsaw one because for the first time, <laughs> for the first time, because just like how we do it on this show. We always skip the sequels. <laughs> we never start at the beginning. Right. And so I finally watched it, and holy fuck, that first like 35 minutes with Frank is rough. Now, the hitchhiker and that opening scene when he gets on the van and they're trying to be hippies, free love, you know, all that annoying shit, um, that scene was legit creepy and good. But then you just have to fucking go with Frank and his crew for the longest time. And I hated that. Yeah. But Toby Hooper did a brave choice by making an unlikable handicapped person. Yeah. You I'll never see true. that in movies. Now, Unless they're like, I don't know, like, isn't there like a James Bond villain who's in a wheelchair or something? Is, Bl- is Blofeld in a wheelchair? I think in one of them he is. Okay. I can remember one. I, it was one of the bad Roger Moore ones. I think it was... Uh, Where he dumps him into yeah, like a... Like yeah. A, like a <laughs> smokestack. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure he's in a wheelchair in that one. Through your eyes only, I think, is what that one yeah. is. Man. I hate Roger Moore Bond movies. Uh, well, We're mean, not talking about Bond. Yeah. He is... I mean, yeah, he's the worst of them, but... He was in a bad era. The seventies was like a bad era. That's true. And it also didn't help that he looked like a grandpa, and he's making out with like hot twenty year old. Well, yeah, he looked like grandpa, and he didn't look tough. He like like John Connor looks like he kicked somebody's ass. Right. Yeah. Go back, Griff. Go back to Griff. Uh, but yeah, Toby was Toby Toby in the second one. Toby Hooper. Yeah, he directed the second one. Yeah, he He wasn't in it though. He He had a deal with. He wanted to make an. Cla- another one of our classic episodes, Life Force. So, so Canon, oh, Globus, yeah, yeah. were like, you got to do a sequel to Texas Chainsaw Massacre to get the money to do. Oh, okay. Life, uh, Life Force. Force. So that's why he did it. Okay. So, yeah. He still made a classic you know, sequel. That's right. I mean, yeah. it, it... It stands on its own. It's kind of a totally, totally, totally different. And I usually, generally hate horror comedy. Yes. And I, I like it because... This... <laughs> I... I'm fine with horror comedy if there's stakes involved. If people are getting killed and they're scared. If people are just like, oh, so-and-so died, ha, 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 whatever. And I'm like, it takes me out of it. Like, I like Return of the Living Dead. It's got comedy in it. But still, everyone's terrified. They're freaking out. They're getting killed. Right. I I think the problem with horror comedies is it needs to be, like, 60-40, 60% horror, 40% comedy at most. Like, it needs to lean more horror. And a lot of times it's just... Like like Tim said, no stakes, lots of jokes, and then some goofy vampire pops up. And yeah. You're like, okay, okay. Yeah. It's like a weird Scooby Doo episode. Yeah. Right. They're not scared. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this felt like a Scooby Doo episode to me, just because of the crew, the van, the seventies affair, the two women and two guys, and then the, the handicapped dude. Um. 
But uh, let's see. Where, where else do we go with this movie? Uh, the family is definitely creepy when they get together. So that was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first scene when the person's just like walking in the house and gets knocked out uh, by Leatherface. Is that what they yeah. call him? Yeah. Does anybody that have a cool. name? Because there's Hitchhiker. Then there's the cook. Yeah. There's, there's Grandpa. grandpa. Uh. No one. No one. No one has a name. Yeah. I think they're called the Sawyer family. Is that what they're called? That's I don't even. They, that's what they end up being called in two. Yeah. I don't know if they even get that in the first one. Yeah, yeah. So there's definitely cool elements of it, but just because of the padding, Sally running, like the extended scenes of Sally just running and screaming, I mean, I can only give that a C. And Franklin constantly just yelling Sally's name with his high-pitched, shrill yes. voice. Pissing yeah. in a coffee can. Like, he made, he made me cheer for the bad guys because I was just like I fucking hate these people I don't care about any of these people and I hate this guy and they're guilty by association fuck (laughs) them all so fuck that Uh, oh yeah Tingler got a B minus good old Vinnie Price Text Chainsaw Massacre however sitting right in mediocrity it's a C for me wow yeah yeah that is uh, that is a hot take uh, there's a lot there, but there's a you lot need dragging oven it mitts down. To pick that take up. What's that? You need these oven mitts, but that. Pick oh, up that Murray, hot take. these mitts. I grabbed the. I grabbed the hot iron straight out of the fire. All right. Yeah. Next up is Night Killer. Night Killer. And now this is a movie. Th- I want to thank Phil, who was yeah. just on our last Bar- Barrow Ground episode. He posted something, and I was like, I gotta, I gotta check this out. This is weird. Right. And it, it was weird. I don't know if it was good. Yeah. But it was weird. I mean, we're we're never just like uh, we're not these people. who are just like no, we're just doing the movies we want to do. We're always looking for suggestions. Right. We love seeing what's out there because there's so much out there. It's crazy how much shit's out there. So Night Killer was brought to us, and I Murray just said the most magic of words. It's a Wings Howard level performance, right? I don't know. I don't remember the guy's name. It's the greatest Wingshauer, Wingshauser performance that was not done by Wingshauser. Yeah. The guy, the character, I just know him as the restroom hustler. I don't know if he has a name, <laughs> but he was amazing. And fun fact, I just I had to, I looked up, has this guy been anything else? He's the, He played the original Doctor Strange yes. in the 70s TV uh, movie. Wow. All right. Yeah, so that guy, whatever his name is. But he, uh, with the foghorn leghorn accent, yes. talking to a woman out of committing suicide by using fucking fried chicken. Most convoluted plot I've ever heard. None of it made any Va- sense. No, like, it, 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 it's a very disturbing ending. Yes, 100%. Which we're not going to spoil. Yeah, because yeah. this, this will be a feature episode, and we do have to get into how far is the fog willing to carry somebody? Because there's a big fog discussion to be had there. There is. And I do want to interject because I had mentioned this off mic, uh, but... You were just about to say this before we realized we're not recording. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, I do want the world to know that I appreciate your appreciation for Wingshauser. Uh, he is an underrated actor in a lot of these movies that we all enjoy, and it's nice to know that he's getting some appreciation from someone well, other than Oh, you're going to be really happy with next week's episode, but we won't go into that right yeah. now. All right, next up, uh, oh, Night Killer. I know this is going to be super controversial, but I enjoyed the just, whole movie. Just, just, just to remind the audience, the original 1974 <laughs> classic Texas Chainsaw Massacre got a C. Yes. So now, hit us with your grade for Night Killer. C plus. <laughs> there you have it. Now, if you don't be... 
I was honestly expecting you to be like A minus. I was waiting for that. You <laughs> should have just for the joke. C, C plus yeah, is funnier. It would have been good. No, it's a notch above text chainsaw because guess what? I fucking enjoyed characters. I enjoyed it all the way through. There wasn't Franklin just making me not a handicapped person to be seen. Exactly. I'm also you, you ain't yeah. handicapped. Hey, man, I don't like little people. You don't like handicapped. That's right. And here's the thing. People should just grade movies based on their enjoyment. That's they it. should they shouldn't look at oh well this is a classic and it did so much for the genre. Fuck that. Did you enjoy it? Cool. Yeah, I can objectively say like yeah, Texas Chainsaw did a better job than fucking Night Killer. But guess right. what? I fucking hated Franklin. I hated the long scenes of Sally screaming and running away. Yeah. There's a lot of good scenes, but it's weighed down by a lot of fucking shit. And in Night Killer, I get a guy playing Wingshauser, essentially, being a real fucking creep. Me and Murray were just using the guy's lines back and forth. Like, we couldn't stop talking about it. And sometimes that's what I want out of a movie. It's a C+. Right. You know what? Move on with your life if you don't like that. Next up, The Prophecy. Oh, the Christopher Walken classic. You were talking about Catholic horror and everything, and yep. I, I watched it. And this is where I get all my knowledge of the Bible from. These types of movies. What I retain from that? Nothing. Gabriel's an angel. Apparently, he's kind of a shit angel or something. This isn't the one with Danzig in it. No, Danzig's in Prophecy 2. Okay. He plays oh, Samael. Maybe I do have to continue the series. Uh, no. Stop with Prophecy 2. Okay. Okay. You, anything after that, it's not worth I'm watching. Fucking angel. What? Did you get to see the Prophecy, Murray? I have not seen the Prophecy. Okay. Uh,. You're going to hate Christopher Walken. Is it like the prophecy of the black spider from last week's movie? No. Okay. It's not. You're going to hate Christopher Walken because hair all over his ears. Oh, my God. Like, he brushes well, all this hair. Well, he's supposed to be horrific, and that would horrify him. That would horrify you. So that works. Just fondling the t- top uh, of your... He does a nod to the early days of Golden Globes Theater. He does the... And the <laughs> lick and flick... From the rat video or whatever yeah. it was. Wow, that were which came first? Right. Was he watching a rat video and was like, "I'm gonna use that." I'm gonna Sorry, use I that. Don't this was like 1990, so. I think. So yeah, yeah it was late 80s, early 90s. All star cast: Christopher Walken, uh, the first I think movie role for Viggo Mortensen, Virginia Madsen, yeah. and Elias Codius, which most people would know as Casey Jones from the original Ninja Turtles movie. Right. Uh, but yeah, he was trying to ignite a corpse, and he does the lick and flick, and when he flicks at the corpse, it just catches fire. Maybe that's what the rat kid was trying to do. We've always been wondering. Right, he was trying to it was burn off camera. Out. He's like setting a corpse on fire. Uh, of course. So you know, early day walking. He's just walking. I like. Yep. I like. I like how he acts. He's super creepy, and also you know, just doing his day. You know, doing his thing. Uh. <laughs> This is, again, where the grading scale is purely grift-based. It also gets a C+. Plus. That's fine. Uh, normally, I really enjoy the prophecy, but yeah. I do deduct points because it has plain white toast Eric Stoltz in it. And, Who was he in it? Uh, was he the lead guy? Tommy or whatever his name was? Yeah, the one Virginia Madsen is helping out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He just Every time I see a movie with him, He's just reading his lines with this voice, and yeah. he doesn't know how to get past this. Even Mask? I don't remember Mask. I know I saw it, but I don't remember it. But, yeah, just I think the only time I've ever seen him do any kind of inflection was Surf 2. Well, Robert <laughs> Zemeckis agrees with you, because he shit-canned him from uh, Back to the Future. Replaced him with Chris. Great, great choice. Oh. Eric Stoltz, I hope you're happy, healthy, and living well, but I don't want to watch you in any more movies. 
and so this next film was uh, um, it, it made the list because hey, you know, try to do all these movies in a long week. It's hard to do. Uh, I went to the Redford Theater. There's a nice tribute to Sir Sir Graves Gasly. Sir Graves Gasly there now. Uh, so that was cool to see. But they were featuring Psycho. So, okay. Seeing it before, seeing it with fresh eyes, it's probably been get, 15 uh, years. Wait, uh, here's another hot take. I don't think I've ever sat through an entire Hitchcock movie. Any Interesting. Yeah, I've done. Don't a f- give a shit. I've done a Sorry. few, like that. Uh, the we're talking hat. about movies where it's like. This is like film history. I don't enjoy. It. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I've only know. seen a handful, and I, I don't want to say I almost got into a fist fight last time I watched a Hitchcock movie, but I was prepared for one. <laughs> I I went to the Penn Theater. They did. Um, they always do their Shocktober thing, which yeah. has gone downhill because it's all like kitty stuff now. Oh. Um, but they used to do like classic Universal horror, yeah. and stuff, all that. Um. But then one year they did, um, I forget what they called it, but they did like Suspense September leading up to it, and they did a bunch of Hitchcock movies. And so I went and saw The Birds for the first time at the pen. I'm like, oh, cool, I get to see yeah. you know, The Birds for the first time on the big screen. And there was this couple behind me that just wouldn't shut the fuck up. Mm. They were just talking the entire time, cracking jokes. And I was in a bad mood because my grandmother had passed away like, the week before. So I was just, you know, I wasn't having it. Um, And so finally I was like, and I was, I was like, I think I'm just carrying my bad mood and they're not as bad as they are. But I finally snapped about halfway through the movie and I turned around and I said some things and they shut up for the rest of the movie. That's why I got to enjoy the rest. But I was fully prepared to have to fight this guy outside of the theater (laughs) because that was at a time when I let my mouth move before my brain. Yeah. Did you like the birds, though? Loved the birds. Thought it was great. Okay, excellent. Yeah, it was not as cheesy as I thought it was going to be. Oh, okay. That was a concern. Yeah. So I got to see Psycho and seen it before. Good movie. Seen it with fresh eyes. Everybody knows, like, the big climactic edit and everything. It's great. I hear Bates Motel is a good show. I've never tried to watch it. But... What I found really intriguing, and I think Murray really does need to watch this so we can see at least the first half an hour, because I'm pretty sure we have the first cinematic case of a woman, a woman, a woman getting lost in the dick fog. You mean cocksmog? Cocksmog, excuse me. Mm, yeah. Because it happens, not as much. <laughs> this bitch goes from being just like I go to work, I do the American thing. I'm a woman. I'm w- looking for a man to just Norman put me Bates in. puts her in the fog. No, okay. Murray, come on. I was say, yeah, uh, but she's just looking for a man. She wants to be a good housewife. I'm looking she, for a man, but I, <laughs> I can't wanna, find no man. I want to pump out his babies. I just, I just want to say, I'm fine with the fog, right? Well, but, pussy fog, by but the way. being yeah. a man. And having cock and balls and knowing, like, after a soccer game in the summer, how bad it can get down there. That's the, the cock smog the, fra- the, the phrase cock smog just turns my stomach. Oh, okay. Well, you, you'll, you're, a, you're a heterosexual man, so you'll never feel it. So you don't right. worry about it. You might put a woman into it. That's fine. Like, I'm fine with it being a thing, but I think it's the... I think it's the use of the word smog. Right. I think oh, it's the, yeah, I think yeah. it's the smog that's bothering me. Well, I mean, it's the like, fair... Like, because you said cock fog... 
And it didn't trigger anything in my lizard brain. Yeah. And then Murray said cock smog, and I was like, well, that's, 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 he's just that's got a thicker term. voice, too. It just hits harder in the that's eardrum. The, that's it the, does. I'm, these are just the terms. But you know um, what they say dude. about pheromones? It makes her moan. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, this is a story of cocksmog because this woman goes from just being looking for a man. She finds her man tall, dark, handsome, drink of water. Fuck, I need to get that. It drives her to stealing. It drives her to eluding the police. It's that sounds like cock, cock Exactly. Yeah. And it gets her fucking murdered. Yeah. yeah. So I saw That's this. Right. I, I saw Psycho through Almost eyes. same thing happened with Phil's kid. That's right. You're welcome. So I really enjoyed my watching of Psycho just in this new context I have. Uh, one of the most classic movies that gets a solid B. <laughs> Better than Texas Chainsaw, which, lo- by the way, was Psycho was inspired by Ed Gein, yeah, who was also inspired Texas Chainsaw Man. There we go. Uh, problems with it? They went full David Lynch and had sweeping scenes, and obviously David Lynch came later, but still sweeping scenes. I don't want to watch Norm Bates sweeping for forty-five minutes, but we got a lot of that. And of course, today's movie. And we need to get to that fucking movie. Yeah, phenomena. Argento, getting back to Hitchcock. People call him the Italian Hitchcock. I don't get it. I don't buy it. I don't even know Hitchcock, and I don't buy it. Uh, like This is the thing. It's been, we've done over an hour already, but you guys missed right. a half hour of it. Did On this app, this, the, the, the one we're recording right now, did you mention that you're not a fan of Italian horror? Yes. I d- did I mention that in you did. the recording? Okay. okay yeah. This one, yeah. Okay. No, I can't I, I I can't go out I'll go on a limb and say like I don't find it good. I don't find any really Italian uh exploitation good, but I find it entertaining. Yes. I like it because it's sleazy as fuck. They go places you're not yeah. gonna go. And it makes it, it's not predictable because it makes no sense. Not because it's like it's not like it's not thinking man's movies. Yeah. It makes no fucking sense. And as you pointed out, which people aren't going to hear, so I'm going to steal it from him, even though I did agree with it. Argento is the David Lynch of Italian horror. He's not the Hitchcock because he's all about dream logic. Yeah, and there's dreaming in this movie too. There is. So I don't. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, yeah, I will say when it comes to Italian horror, I don't necessarily like the weird Italian horror. But I am down for the sleazy Italian horror. Like my favorite, probably my favorite Italian horror movie is The Devil's Wedding Night with Rosalba Neri. Fantastic, eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. I really better like than that Texas one. Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, it sounds like it's better. That's a B plus. Better would, than The Tingler. I would probably watch The Devil's Wedding Night before Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. And probably the Tingler. Better than Night Killer. You know what? I haven't seen Night Killer since that was my controversial pick. What would you grade it, Mike? Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. I I still really like it. Franklin sucks, and he he definitely takes it down. But I am a less is more person, uh-huh. and I like the fact there's not a lot of gore in it. I'll agree with that. Um, I give the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre B plus. B plus. Um. It's probably it's it's the it's a better movie, but it's not even in my top two Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. Jesus, okay. If you want a real hot take, wow, that is a hot take because I haven't seen all of them, but the ones I have, I've not liked. Yeah. If you want a real hot take, I would probably go 
just in terms of my favorite, not the best, but my favorite, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, and then Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation, with Matthew McConaughey Holy shit. and Renee Zellweger. Mike that is was- saying that in an asbestos suit, because that is the oddest <laughs> fucking take I've ever heard in my life. That was the first one I ever saw, and I was one like, where is- like like fucking Leatherface is a transvestite. Yeah, the one? yeah, oh and God. and I know I just said I don't like weird Italian horror, but I saw this when I was probably. 10 years old. Ten, no, no. I was renting horror movies at like 12. Um, I was like 12 years old. I'm like, this movie's fucking weird. I love this. And I, it's, I still go back to it for a good, good. time. Hey. That's what the rating system's all about. It's all on your personal take. Murray, what'd you give Tex- Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1? One? I th- I'd, I'd agree with him. B+. Plus. I, B+ mean, plus, I mean, yeah. Because okay. it, it's one of those movies... It does a great job of like making you think it's gorier than it is. It's yeah. not. It, yeah. it really works on your imagination. And the, the, I heard somebody say this, and I agree with them. It's like um, the matter of factness of what Leatherface does. Like it's like to them, people are just like animals, right? Like, yes. he's not, he doesn't enjoy it or hate it or whatever. It's just your food. That is the cool part. There, he nonchalantly puts a girl on a meat hook. Yes. Right. Yes. I feel like if I go back and watch it again when I'm not watching so many movies day after day after day, I might have a better outlook on it. But it was just like sitting there feeling like this movie is 75 minutes long and it feels like four hours. Like it got to me. Franklin screaming, all that bullshit. We really need to get to this movie. Though. Right. So speaking of weird movies, it doesn't get much weirder than uh, Jennifer kindly talking to insects. So we're just going to get to this fucking trailer for this fucking movie that we're all we all agree it's okay. It's okay. So we'll see you on the other side of this trailer for Dario Argento's Phenomena. This part of the country. It comes from the Alps. The blasts of warm air cause snow avalanches. While it blows, there are those who say it causes madness. Any idea why they behave like that? Never done this before. It's probably because of me. I guess they sense the mood I'm in. See, he's not afraid of you. He won't do that for me. Ask him to lead you where the dead bodies are hidden, and he'll lead you. That fly is your magic wand. perfectly normal for insects to be slightly telepathic. Yeah, it's normal for insects. But am I normal? (laughs) 
I love you. I love you all. Phenomena. Murray, that was a great trailer. May have had to spice it up like I did yeah, last week. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're going to have to. I hope people enjoyed the trailer I made last week. Murray's got a problem whenever I'm trying to go. Like, I've got the phones on. I'm in the recording studio. I'm trying to do everything. He's got a recording studio, like, from Phantom of the Paradise. Yeah, exactly. Well, when I saw Phantom of the Paradise years ago, I was like, I have to have this. And I even get into the robot suit. Right. I I, I did call you beef for the longest time. Yeah. Course. He's wearing his his uh, I belt got my, with the snake in it right before. Right before got my beef yeah. top on today. I mean, yeah. I gotta wear it when Mike comes over. Need him to see my uh, shanks. Uh, yeah. I, that was the only beef cut I could think of. I Your was loin? just at the meat monger loin? loin. Could have yeah. gone for loin. Uh, what was I barking at there? Uh, you're talking about your trailer work. Oh, yes. You have a habit when I am cutting my beautiful, beautiful trailers or even sometimes the intro music. We got to work on that. We had to work on this one, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just come in eating peaches. I need my vitamin C. <laughs> I hate you. You and, and you Cam. know what that is. That, that's not. Phenomena. You and Cam. You cannot. You can't even say, mention the word. You cannot say the word. Are you kidding me? I have to look at the time now. Are you kidding me? You can't say the word? Bleep it out. And bleep that out. We can't say the word. Oh, fuck. We can't say it. (laughs) We we can talk about enslaving little people, (laughs) how they're three-fifths and all that, but you can't say the C word. No big deal. Apparently, you can say whatever you want besides that. You can deny the Holocaust on YouTube, but you can't. I mean, we should probably be careful about that one. (laughs) Well, (laughs) if you're going to bleep it, bleep it with with a peach slurp. <laughs> That's perfect. an extra long one for the. Oh. Anyways, we're going to the Swiss Alps. Yes, not only the Swiss Alps, we're in the Transylvania, the Swiss Transylvania section of the Swiss Alps. Right. They point that out. They're like, no, no, this isn't just Switzerland. This is the Transylvanian version of Switzerland. That probably makes Very. it spookier, right? Right. Of course. It Even does. though it's like the spring and everything is green and beautiful, yeah, it's fucking gorgeous. <laughs> Uh, when I saw yodelers that, and shit. Yeah, when I saw that, I reached for my bag of Ricolas. I was like, I got to get that lot, taste in my mouth. Lots of people slapping their knees while they're dancing. Oh, my God. Lederhosen, wherever, as far as the eye can see. And it just turns out that the bus driver, because we're picking up kids for school, he's too fucking into his life because, hey, you guys over there in Sweden have great fucking social standards. So they're What's living they get, the What does Sweden have to do with yeah. Switzerland? Oh, Switzerland? Oh, yeah. I got those two mixed up. Yeah, okay. They have high standards, too, though. Right. Way better than ours. Anyways. And they both uh, let Hitler do whatever he wanted. Well, it's a different time. Jesus. Hey, that's fine. As long as he doesn't say the C word. That's fine, but you can't say the C word? Just can't say the C word. Okay. So, yes, this girl, by the way, no stranger to Golden Globus Theater. She was just in two weeks ago in Demons. Dario Gento's daughter, Fiore, who played, I think, Hannah was her name. Hannah. The girl got puked on and then didn't yes. have puke on her later. She's, she's doing double duty. These movies came out the same year. Mike, you said you were going to watch Demons soon, so keep keep track of that continuity here. Uh, Will do. I'm just thankful that Dario Argento didn't get this daughter to get naked in a movie he was directing. No. What she movie? was underage. She was not old enough. But I think he asked. She oh, said, geez. Papa. Ugh. Papa. 
I am but a child of 15. Oh, Jesus Christ. And he said, what's the matter, you? <laughs> Why are you not at 18? Anyways, so the girl, she's going out. She's trying to get the bus. It drives right by her. She was too Why late. didn't she just go home? Why is she like, I'm going to go in this abandoned farmhouse? Uh, movie. Yeah, movie we, 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 yeah. we forgot to point out, Mike watched this movie a month ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. So he's got this. He'll be a little. He'll be in his own fog. A he was bit. going back to his own youth of walking up to Redford Union High School, and if he ever just said, "Well, fuck it, I'm late to school. I'm just gonna pop into one of these houses along the way," because I took that walk every day too, and I broke into a lot of houses because I was late. Well, yeah, often. You're, you're all about Griffin. Yeah, I'm it was great. Griff, uh, Griff was the bad boy. It's at Redford true. Union, he'd walk Yikes. in. Yes. He'd walk in with his classy loafers like Rudy and the Monster Squad, yes. and light a match on the bottom of it. But he wouldn't be smoking anything. He'd just light the match. I just like the match. You know, I played tennis in those loafers, and I did almost break my ankle a few times. It's a very dangerous thing to play with tennis in a loafer. Is it as dangerous as going to a abandoned farmhouse with a monster in it? Okay, I broke into a lot of fucking suburb houses. Griff, I was trying to do a segue. I don't care. I know. I would never break into a farmhouse. Yes. I was trying to Especially get... with a monster chained up in it. Right. Why was the monster in this house? Because that's where they were living. Oh, yeah. No spoilers. So we're getting the entrance, uh, this girl walking in the house, but then we're also getting little cuts. Well, she knocks the- on the door first, an ungriff move. Griff just kicks the door in with his loafers. Excuse and walks me, in. I find a window. Oh, okay, he just snaps his finger and it opens up. Exactly. Oh, very odd that people are randomly speaking Italian or German or whatever it's randomly in this. Did movie. you watch this on Mike's Plex too? Yes. Is that just like this version? Or? No, that's an Argento thing. He he would he would hire people of different nationalities. Oh, and. Sometimes they would be they would they would do their lines in their natural language and then just get dubbed. Yes. Um, well, that's an Italian thing because, I was like gonna, you yeah, said, they but, always record the yeah. audio. But, but then, like, there would be English speaking actors or German or Italian. It's just it's that's an Argento thing, as far as I can but tell. Why did he dub? There's a few lines of Jennifer yeah. Connelly speaking Italian. Yeah, I don't think it was her. I think it's weird. I don't know. No idea. It's Argento. I don't. I try not. To I was thinking maybe it was like you remember, and they did that in Violent City, and the reason for Violent City was because the American cut. Yes. When they it was shorter, so when they just put in the Italian scenes, they just didn't bother. Right. So I, maybe maybe they did that. I don't so, know. So this that was the full the movie. There version. is an 82 minute cut of this movie, They're which this Creepers. movie is very long. But I yeah. don't think you could. Get, it would make even less sense. Yeah. yeah. There's. 82, uh, the U.S. version called Creepers, uh, which I have, but I wanted the purest version of yeah. Phenomena. Hey, we've been treated to like 80, 90-minute movies all month, so it was cool. This is like an hour 50. Yeah, yeah, it, so, was, it was long. Yeah, but, you know, it moved along all right. So, yeah, she's banging on the door. She walks in because no one answers. We hear the rattling of the chains because there's these chains. This thing, you don't see it. You just see the chains bolted to the wall, yes. and they get yanked out of the wall. Right. So and there's it, something strong lurking in this house. But she's too distracted by the cuckoo clocks. I mean, they're going well, off. Yeah, they're going well, crazy. they're in Switzerland. When in Switzerland. Exactly. And she, she, saw a, she saw a big well, a wheel of Swiss cheese. She just cut off the Jarlsberg, Murray, come on. So she's looking at that fucking. Is that what they prefer in the Transylvania area of? Yeah, exactly. Oh no! Come on, man. You know I know my cheeses. So they're up there. She's got the fucking cheese knife. She's getting ready to. Hey, you know Hansel and Gretel taught her nothing. You find an abandoned house, you go in and get some cheese. 
and there's something lurking behind her that wants to get a cut of her. Right. And he's got scissors. He's walking with scissors. As long as he's not running. Right. As long as he's not running, it's fine. We still don't see what this thing is. She's terrified. We're thinking this got to be a monster. We're getting close to... Did we get full Giallo here, or is it close to... Because didn't we get a hand with the scissors? Yeah, we get a hand. Yeah. We get, we get the, I think we get the POV shot, which okay. is it's integral to Giallo. So she goes to run. Of course, it's a horror movie, so they can't open a door. Yeah. And he stabs her hand right in the door, pins her hand there with the scissors. Yeah. And then she yanks it out, runs out. And then there's apparently there's just a waterfall right next to this house. It's just Switzerland, man. It's beautiful. Right. It was cool. They had this little cave, like, yep. hallway. They had a whole in. path and everything for them to run okay, down. Okay. So and this is also a very Argento thing. He always has to have someone's head go through a pane of a wind, a window pane because it's odd. Because it's like this. There must, they're obviously filming at a separate location. It's some kind of park or some shit where there's waterfalls. So there's this like like cave like enclosure they're walking through, and then you come to this area where you can look down at the waterfall. There's a pane on the window pane, like just like placed there. So she turns around. And she's like, "Oh no!" Because we see that th- th- this killer doesn't. Because we'll learn later he got why he needs an extended knife. He has like a little knife like on a stick. <laughs> And he, like, clicks it together every time. It's like when you're working with power tools and you need to extend your drill bit or whatever, uh, or your paddle bit, I should say, and you do the little connection and all that. But, yeah. Do you remember remember his little extendo? I do. I yeah. do remember the extendo. Right. Yeah, that was. I right, mean, I, they had, yeah, they had a go-go gadget knife. Yeah, they yeah. just show close up. Going, click. I mean, I like it. I thought it was a pretty chilling sound effect. Like, and so she, he runs at her, slashes her throat. Her head goes back, goes through that pain window, and then he, he, she behead he he beheads her. Her head yeah. just goes flying into the waterfall. Oh, okay, this makes sense now. And then he just flips the body into does the it, waterfall. Does it make sense now, Griff? <laughs> no, Mike. it makes sense in an Argento movie. In an Argento, yeah, in the in the uh, uh, universe of this movie, it makes a little more sense because okay. I, I was confused in the next scene when they're just like, and this, because I didn't understand what was happening. Right. But then we Fair. we cut to Donald Pleasance's house. He is uh, a Scottish entomologist. Yes. Expert like in forensics when it comes to bugs. Oh, yeah. But unfortunately, he's all, I, did he bother you? Because he's learned you hate handicapped people. <sighs> Did Donald Pleasance kind of warm you up to, like, handicap people are people, too? Donald Pleasance is that type of person. I know we do a whole joke during our black exploitation months where we pick out a white person. We say they're one of the good ones. Yeah. I kind of <laughs> did that with this movie where I looked. I'm still searching for one of the good ones, little people. Version. I thought you liked Peter Dinklage. <sighs> Okay. He's okay in Game of Thrones. <laughs> You're okay with Tyrion Lannister, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, but no, he, I I saw Donald Pleasance in that wheelchair, and he, he he sold it for me. It's like I might get with the Scottish accent people. he put on. It was definitely the Scottish accent he put on. Yeah, because that that says he's always thinking because he says. Oh, my character's name like I think it was like John McDougal. He's like that sounds Scottish. McGregor. McGregor. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be Scottish. 
Because he, he couldn't even do an American accent when he played the president of the United States of fucking America in Escape from New York. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, there's something about those old British actors like, I can't do an American accent. I'm not even going to try. Have you ever, right. Peter Cushing, tried to do an American accent? No. No. Interesting. Not, not a... So, but since he's, I guess in Switzerland, the, the, they got universal health care, so you can get a helper chump. <laughs> I want to say right now, greatest performance by a chimp I've ever seen in a movie. And I'm Absolutely. not even kidding. This, this monkey yeah. was fucking amazing. Excuse me, ape. They're not monkeys. Yes, exactly. Come on, we did Planet of the Apes. Yes. Blue fucking Roddy McDowell out the water. That's how great this chimpanzee <laughs> performance was. And she's his helper chimp, and he's got the little laser pointer where, you know, and she's great. She just takes care of him, but she likes the blade. She, when she's not, when Too you. Too many get, when, pronouns, pal. What's her name? <laughs> Inga. Inga. Or Ingra, as Griff I put thought up. it was Ingra. Yeah, which I've never heard that name before in my Neither life. Neither have I, but I was like, it's a, it's a Scottish or Swiss thing? <laughs> it's a Swiss name. It's a traditional Scottish ape name. Yes. <laughs> And when, like, when most apes are watching movies, she's studying the blade. Of course. So she's got a scalpel in her. She's found a scalpel somewhere. And he's like, what do you got in there, laddie? Lassie, I should say. Yeah. And she's just like, she's like working it like Shokazugi. It's great. Think about what Dario, is that his name? Dario. Think about what Dario did to us because we had a By the way, I just want to say, knowing what I know about Italian directors, I cringe you know what horrible things they did to this poor chimp to get it this amazing performance yeah oh that is not a corridor i want to go i was waiting for them to kill her in the movie because that's normally what italians would do right i when i got a story when we come to this part of the movie Okay. okay okay But think about what they did from the transition of the last scene where we see the blade getting assembled and everything, and then we open up with Inga running up with the blade. Exactly. We don't know. Maybe the killer, uh, a chimpanzee would be strong enough to rip uh, chains out of a wall. Oh, of course they are. Chimpanzees have like crazy superhuman strength. Exactly. Mm. Crazy strength. So Inga just comes into the house. He's all fucking cool. That's just Inga. She's the greatest help of my life. You know, apple of my eye. I'm Donald Pleasant. But he's got guests. <laughs> yes, he is uh, Inspector Geiger and his assistant, played by the cyborg from Demons, Michael Suave. Yes. I didn't recognize him in the movie, but I, when I looked at yeah. IMDb, that's his little picture, yeah. is him in the mask. So I was like, I recognize him. Yeah, you. he had like one line. He was barely in this movie. Yeah, it's true. But yeah, so yeah. They go to uh, – because he's the expert in all things bugs and all things bug-eating flesh related. Right. You said it. Etymologist. Yes. Etymologist. And they have the poor girl's head like laying there, don't they, with like covered in maggots? That's what – That's what. what I was like, oh, now that makes sense because I didn't understand why they had just a head. I thought this was another kill. Yeah. Like a separate one. Well, yeah, because – well, there are a lot of – there are more kills happening, but this is the latest one. And he goes in this whole spiel about how there's 15 different bugs that create larvae that eat human flesh, and they all come in stages. Like, they all take their time. They all wait in line. So you get, like, I don't know, flies are first, and yeah. then you get the sarcophagus bug. I, I knew you were going to be happy about yeah. that one, the sarcophagus. Yeah. I was telling Jeanette, uh, I was like, the, the boys on G&G Theater often intentionally... I shouldn't say often, but they intentionally mispronounce some words, and sarcophagus makes me laugh every single know, time. Do you know the origin of that? I don't know that I do. Ooh. 
Well, uh, well, are we gonna, are we going to reveal it to all? Or are we going to keep it? I think it's sh- a good time to remind right. everybody on the King Diamond album, Abigail. King Diamond is a, a okay. Danish, a natural born Danish speaker, <laughs> so he's not fluent, especially at this time because it's one of his early albums. Yeah, he said he's, he's supposed to say sarcophagus, <laughs> and he says sarcophagus of a child. I I've listened to Abigail a handful yeah. of times, and I never caught that. Yeah. 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 It's just because he got caught in the music. <laughs> he also says embryo instead of embryo. Oh, he, he's the king, so he can do whatever yeah, he wants. Exactly. That's right. We're going to see him in a couple weeks. Merciful fate. So, yeah, so they we, he go on the little spiel, and he's yeah. like, I can tell eight months, eight months in 15 days. That's this right. head was severed. Because, again, like you said, the bugs, the evolution of the bugs, everything, the way they crawl out. And he's like, and... And then he brings up – now we know why he's so invested in this murder because one of his students, his, the apple, the first apple of his eye – Yeah. Was, was, we, don't, we don't know – she disappeared. Did they ever find her body? I think she just disappeared. And he, he thought the killer had killed Rita. Was her yeah, name. lovely Rita. Meet her maid. I don't think right. they ever found her body though. No. So he's like, you keep me on the – keep me – Geiger, keep me on the info. What's going on? Right, we I'm get, invested. We get a little bit of a context on the relationship between him and Inga. How Inga helps him because he's got a fucking giant laser pointer. Yeah, it's like it, a remote control. From it the was 80s. the eighties, after yeah. all. And he points it at an object, and she's like, "Inga thinks that this is my favorite object in the world now, and because she wants to please me, she's going to bring it to me." And we see her do that. I it's just context. That's it. Yes, this is an exposition dump scene. Yeah, yeah. Which is strange for a fucking Argento. Usually, right. like, hey, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. All right, now we're gonna meet the star of our movie of a teenage Jennifer Connelly, Oscar award winning Jennifer Connelly. Not for That's this right. movie. Not, Not for, for this, this movie. movie. Was it Requiem? No, ass to ass. No, she did a great job doing ass to ass. <laughs> but no, That's the only reason why I remember that. That's name. the only thing anyone remembers from that movie. I remember a lot of that movie, but my fr- the only reason why I remember the name Jennifer Connelly is because my friend was like, Jennifer Connelly, ass to ass. And it's just stuck in my brain. But she's too young for ass to ass in this movie. She's like 15 in this That's movie. That's right. All right. Same so she's, as what's-his-name's daughter. She's in the car with Frau Bruckner, played by Daria Nicoletti, who is... Did not marry Dario Argento, but is the mother of Asia Argento, which Dario loves to have naked in his movies. Yes. Which is you want to talk weird. about somebody who's got pussy fog, Asia Argento. She made fucking Anthony Bourdain kill himself. What what? What? Yeah, you didn't know that? No. She dumped him and he I'm sure there was other factors in his choice to off himself. Right. But that I think that's what put him over the edge. She dumped yeah, him. Yeah, this has been your theory. Yeah. As long as you don't see the C word, you can go on any weird theory you <laughs> yes, want. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is this is inf- this is my own info wars right going on right now. But yeah, bad. so you can blame her. You're not going to have any of those him that going around. That guy seems like a really cool dude, though. He's like yeah. the Henry Rollins of cooking. Yeah, but the, he even he's not immune to the fog. That's right. Yeah. There we go. So, yeah, so uh, she is the – she's not the headmistress. She's the uh, – Yeah, she's the assistant to the headmistress. She lets him know. She's like, you know where you're at? You're in the Swiss Transylvania. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, who gives a shit? And then a bee gets in the car. Who hasn't been in the car with a bee? I mean, has anyone been afraid of bees enough where one no, wants to? Any... I've been 
especially the past couple of years, and it's sung by B so many times. Yeah. You know the story. I, I got attacked. Attack. Well, actually, most of them were wasp. But, uh. Mike, ever been afraid of a bee in your car? Well, if you're allergic, you know. No. How about in your bonnet? In my bonnet, that's a different story. Okay. Well, technically, if, if people in Timbley, they that's a... That's in their car too. Their bonnet. That's <laughs> so true. That's their. That's the trunk. Is that what the bonnet is? is no, that, that's is the, the boot. The boot. So the, the front is the, the yeah. bonnet. Okay. Yeah. There we go. There we go. So uh, my sister has almost killed herself driving a car when there was a wasp in it, and so this is yeah. very real. My mom is allergic to bees, and she freaks out, which you shouldn't do. Yeah, you oh, should yeah. just chill. You got to stay chill because those bees yeah. are they smell fear. They smell fear. I don't know if you remember our buddy Sean uh, messed himself up pretty bad riding his bike. He's allergic to bees, and oh. one landed on his hand when he was like going downhill, and he squeezed the wrong brake. And oh ended up no! Over his handlebars. Over. Oh Jesus! Got to be careful on those bikes. They yep. go fast. Speed kills. Speed kills. So she freaks out, and Jen's like, whoa, 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 just chill out, baby. The bee that goes right to her hand, sits yeah. on it. It is legit a bee. It is yeah. not a wasp. It's not one of those dickish. It's a bee. And it's a bumblebee, so she's, like, petting it and Yeah, shit. and Frau Bruckner's like, what the fuck? And she's like, I, I just love insects. They're just great. So we arrive at the school, and, of course, Jen is warned by the headmistress now. Yeah. She's come out to welcome her. You were supposed to be here yesterday. And she goes, airlines. And we do a what freeze frame. What are you going to do? Thank you. We do a freeze frame because, come on. She looks at the camera. Well, before she yeah. meets the headmistress, she meets her uh, roommate. By the way, how huge is the school? They have a gigantic room just for two girls. I saw Even that. Even the Facts of Life girls had to be like five to a room. Right? Yeah. And I, I saw that. I was like, fucking Switzerland, dude, man. Yeah, yeah. All, that's where all the criminals launder their money and store their yeah. money and stuff so the Swiss can afford it. Right. That's got to be it. And so she's like, hey, hey, I just got off, you know, airline food. She does a whole fucking Seinfeld routine on airline food. That's right. What's the deal with airline food? I'd be willing to eat just about anything. You wouldn't happen to have any food in here, would you? As a matter of fact, I happen to have three jars of baby food that my parents left. Just so casually put out on her desk with a lamp lighting them up. Dario. And Jennifer's like, I'm into it. Yeah. And she's like, and by the way... Veggies? I'm a vegetarian. Perfect. Yeah, the first one, of course, was Vinny's meatballs. And she's like, right. well, I know these no. are great, but I can't have them. Right. And the second one, of course, was Chinese uh, uh, ribs. Yeah. Five. General Tso's chicken. And there General were some Tso's Chinese ribs. sticks in yeah. the jar. Yeah, exactly. You know, she's like, I don't know how to use those. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And then so, the veggie. Give me the veggie. And. She could have just used the Chinese sticks, but she's like, you know what? I'm going to use the edge of my toothbrush to eat this. Very argento. Made Very, no sense at all. Right. She's scooping it up. Then the headmistress walks in, and she sees this beefcake poster of her father, Paul Sorvino. Yeah. Jen- Jennifer's it's father. Just, yeah. Paul Sorvino. And and the roommate, Sophie's like, you know, like you notice this? Every time Jennifer mentions somebody, Sophie immediately goes, did you fuck them? Yeah. Like She's immediately like, have you slept with this person? She's like, no, it's my dad. All right? It's Paul Sorvino. Yeah. Amira Sorvino. I mean, is it ever a fresh uh, breath, a fresh breath air uh, when you get to hear the young ladies be horny? Because you're used to the males being kind of like the people that are horned up and everything. It is, it is, but also, um, I mean, the the male characters acting all horned up just kind of reflects real life more often. Because I I don't know how many times I've actually in real life heard a woman be like. 
Oh yeah, I, my engine is revving downstairs for right. this dude. You know, I think Geyser is more vocal about it. Based on perspective and everything, right. too. We were in the men's locker room. That's I mean, true. That was that was. Well, this is where the headmistress walks in and says, "There will be no cock smog in this school." No, so she no just grabs the sexy. I mean, come on, Paul Sorvino—he's a sexy guy. We all admit that. Yeah, we all aspire to look like Paul Sorvino, right? So she just tears it up right in front of her face. And he's like, I don't care. It's my She's like, I got plenty more. She had like, why did she have so many posters of her father? Yeah, What's up with it? I thought that was really Was she going to sell them to the kids? Like she's an entrepreneur? Maybe Dario was uh, projecting how he wanted his daughters to uh, <laughs> look at him in Jennifer Connelly's <laughs> yeah. character. Well, Dario Gento does look like a corpse. So. Oh, <laughs> that could have been it. But Sophia, of course, is on the bed, and she's just like, oh, my God, you know him. Have you ever seen his cock? I want to suck his cock. That's my dad. <laughs> and, yes, I have. Not that impressive. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> as, I mean, as, yeah, they're, they're fucking foreign. They, they walk around naked all the time. Sure. It's a different world. And then she relates the story. She's like, well, how, how, has your mom ever fucked your dad? He's like, yes, I'm here. Yeah, yes, right. it's happened. Uh, once. I know that your dad ended up with this girl and that girl, and that, she knows more about her dad's love life than she does. And she's <laughs> which like, is, which is appropriate. I don't think she, Jennifer should know about her dad's love life. Yeah, right. And we learned that Jennifer's mom's a hoe, and she left. She got into some cock smog and left the great Paul Sorvino for another man. Right. And her father was like, "That's the greatest Christmas present I ever got." That's it. Broad right leaving me. And, you know, we're being left with, you know, hey, there's no men around here, but there is a murderer around here. Yeah. She's like, oh, by the way, there's a psycho killer stabbing young girls. Uh, Just let you know. I use your dad's dick to distract me from the fact that there's a murderer on the premises. And then we get our first inappropriate (laughs) Iron Maiden break. Right. Out of nowhere. Makes no sense. I mean, it's just loud. No one can hear over the Iron Maiden. What's that? I can't hear you over this loud, inappropriate Iron Maiden. I don't know. I just... Why are we listening to a song about sword fighting? Oh, okay. Oh, I can hear you now. Yeah, that's good. That was a little weird, guys. I I don't know what happened, but... uh, My phantom suit got hacked, and I that was just in the episode. I didn't put that in there. No, it's fucking. Weird. It's the phantom of Dario. Is he dead? No, he's still alive. No, he looks like he's dead. He just made alive. a new movie. He did really? He's still the sequel it? to Rucker Howard Dracula. Oh, classic. Oh. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Bump the brakes. Rutger Hauer was Dracula? And Argento's Dracula. And didn't AKA he turn Dracula into a giant 3D. praying mantis? I remember yes. that. Yes. Uh, apparently, the original lore of Dracula is he can turn into all kinds of animals. Okay. But yeah. yes, Rutger Hauer plays Dracula in Argento's. It's wait, rough. no. No, does he play? I think he plays Van Helsing. Yes, he does play Van Helsing. Yeah, he plays Van Helsing. That's the guy who like plays a good uh, Dracula role. is Baron Strucker. In the yeah. Marvel movie, that sounds like it could be entertaining. Yeah. It's yeah. Something, yeah, it was rough. You it's do something. get to see Dario's daughter naked in it. Right. I, of course, you do. I bet it's better than Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, oh, no, God. I can't. I, I cannot abide that, sir. <laughs> so, okay, this is where I got confused. Okay, so there's a girl running. She runs to me in an abandoned building because she's being chased by the killer. We see the put the, the knife being put together. Yes. 
while that's going on, we cut back to Jennifer, Jennifer sleeping. Right. And she's having a dream. She's walking down a hallway. Yes. It's a POV shot. We're just seeing the hallway going down a hallway. And then she gets up. She starts sleepwalking, which is this is this is a point of the movie. She has issues sleepwalking. Okay, so now we and then we cut back to the girl. She's like running around, like being chased by this guy. And right. then what I don't understand is, does she walk to this abandoned building while she's sleepwalking? Because next thing you know, she's like in the second level outside, like on a like it's not a balcony. She's like there's like a like an awning almost. Yeah, she's walking across it, sleepwalking. And then we see the girl ha- once again bust through a window pane. And the knife goes through the back of her head, out her mouth. It's kind of cool. Is she in the school, or is she, is she? Where is she? How far did she walk? Sleepwalk. I don't recall. <laughs> uh, but, but if she magically uh, slept, walked, sleepwalked, what uh, is the proper terminology? I don't know. Sleptwalk. But if she, if she, if she actually did that then we have to just chalk it up to our gentle logic yeah. okay yeah because he's like she's i would i could get her walking out of the school why is she on the second level of this okay school? so i guess the question would be where does she end up next like does she wake up in her bed or does no. she end up... she i does got... she does i think the murder wakes her up right so uh, here's what i remember because i had to watch this this morning for notes she walks across that second floor balcony yeah. and she's hearing the shrieking and it's hitting her brain it's affecting her in some way but then she ends up stumbling over just a crack in the floor in the balcony. Yeah. She gets caught on a rusty nail because she is full on Magoo mode here. Like there's just all kinds of crazy Rube Goldberg systems helping her not kill herself while she's right. sleepwalking. Gets caught on the nail, falls just a short way to land on the covered porch and everything. Just wanders out into the street where cars are nearly hitting her. Yeah, well, no, she d- does get hit by a car. She did. Okay. Yes, but doesn't he, wake her up. No. Well, I think that does wake her oh, up. Oh, you know because what? That then did, yeah. two young rapists just happen to be there. They're like, hey, there's a girl we just ran over. Let's let's take her. Let's grab her. And there yeah. is And witnesses. they're speaking German, I believe. Yeah, they were. Yeah. There's there's witnesses, too. And they're yeah. just like watching. And, and they look super sketchy as fuck. They're just oh grabbing this God. young girl. And they're just like watching. They're like, hey. Guys, it was the eighties. This is before the Me Too. Movie, boys, right? boys being boys, yeah. they might take her to a dumpster and <laughs> swing and sleazy. You're up. That's right. So these guys are just like, "Hey, no problem." In German, I translated, "Hey, it's no problem. We're gonna party. You look like you're a little woozy. We got some things that'll bring you up, bring you back down, anywhere you want to go." Yeah, right. So they're in a convertible. They're driving. The guy in the passenger seat's holding her. She's fighting for her life. She realizes this is a sketchy situation. And then she eventually opens the door and just rolls down a hill. Right. And they realize, look, crazy pussy is good pussy, but that puss, a <laughs> little too crazy. They don't want to work for it. They don't want to run down that hill. Right. There's also that. I mean, isn't that that Kate Bush song? Is that what it's That's about? It's running up that hill. Oh, it's not down the hill. Yeah. Okay. It's about crazy pussy? No. I thought it was. totally makes sense in Stranger Things. I thought it was yeah. uh, about that. I mean, they're all teenagers in that, right? No. I hope they don't get too horny in that show because you know what happens to horny teens? They yeah, get murdered. Yeah. They always get murdered. Yeah. They do. Come they on. Do. So, from a, this is what I, I learned from a later scene we have, which is about a half hour later with uh, Donald Pleasance. The, being hit by the car awakens her ability to speak and see through the eyes of insects. 
because she sees some ladybugs and they crawl on her hand and she's kind of communing with them. They don't really don't they kind of they don't really tell you she's seeing through them yet or speaking to them, but you tell that something's going on. Right. We do get the point of view shot of the ladybug though. Yeah. And so they the way he shoots it is trying to say like I think this bitch got some power. And then when that then all of a sudden Inga shows up, she's making the rounds. Apparently they they just so happened she fell out of the car right in front of uh John, Professor John. I, just like a McGregor. well-behaved dog, Inga's just allowed to wander the premises. Right. right. Well, she's done a She's a strong, independent woman. Right. That's right. And so she happens to be doing her rounds. She's just she's just a fucking ape getting along with ape things. And, and she's so helpful. She's like, this is a girl in distress. Right. I got to help her. Uh, apes have the strongest sense of good human beings. Right. Just saying. So she leads her to, to, to the professor's house, and he checks her out. Even though he's a professor of entomology, I'll he can like I'm a doctor. I have a call, I'm, I have a doctorate. Exactly. Right? He's so he's like he's like doctors. checking her eyes, dilated pupils, all that. Are you are you on drugs? Do you need some uppers, some downers? I got them all. <laughs> right. I can give you a prescription. Apparently, if you're a doctor, even inside of medicine, you can get prescriptions. Right. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's right. So an entomologist, go to your nearest entomologist. You need to get high. You need, right. some, you need some opiates. That's it. Yeah. And he, he like, she's like, hey, I heard about this murders going on. I was like, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, the student of mine, Rita, yeah, she's one of them, the victims. <laughs> Sucks. You kind of remind me of her. Hey, yeah. I got one of her old coats. You want to have it? Because you look like you're cold. Yeah. It just so happens that you're the exact same size to wear her over, you know, size coat and everything. Um, these bugs really fucking like you. I, if bugs like you, yeah, she, I have yeah, to like you. Yeah, what happens is he, uh, he's like, Inga, go get the coat for – and then we see he's got this contraption oh. for his uh, wheelchair. Like, yeah, the, the wheelchair lift. Yeah, wheelchair lift. Yeah. And Inga, like he just points his laser pointer. Inga's like, I know the coat. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Goes up there. And then he starts looking at a bug, and a bug just jizzes all in his face. Right. He gets the money shot on his glasses. Fortunately, it glasses. Yes. And she's, like, walking down. That's the, that's the money shot that spurred a whole porn industry, by the way. Right. No one ever thought of jizzing on glasses until they saw that ejaculate hit Donald Pleasant's glasses. Right. That's true. That's so, true. Dario, the dreamer keeps on dreaming. She sees it. She laughs. Ah, you got jizz in your face. And he's like, be careful around these young lady because they'll fuck right in your mouth when you're laughing. Right in their right. throat. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're too young for that. Right. And we learned that not only are young girls horny, bugs are horny as fuck. Yes. Bugs are the horniest uh, type of animal on the planet. Yeah, the sure. nonstop fuck. Even more so than those raping dolphins. Oh, boy. Right. Don't get into the dolphins. <laughs> Look, this is a dolphin-free podcast. <laughs> Good and to know. So, <laughs> but, but, but we have a lot of dolphin fans. It's true, and we do call them dolphins, and yeah. that is the closest we will get to real Dolph. And as far as I know, them. Dolph's never raped anybody. So, As far as I know. As far as we know. So uh, YouTube's just like got their finger over the. <laughs> they're line. waiting. They're waiting. And and she, and she's and the bug immediately goes to her because this bug he, he'll jizz on a guy's face, but he's strictly into pussy. So he, yeah. the bug goes straight for her. She's just like, oh yeah, I, I have this affinity for bugs. You just love me. Oh, and by the way, I was sleepwalking. He's like, you know what? I got the perfect cure for, cure for sleepwalking. When you're sleepwalking, tell yourself stop sleepwalking. Works every time. Good logic. 
That is very sound logic uh, prescribed by Dr. McGregor. Is this one of the reasons you don't like the Italian horror movies too much? Because they offer us this level of logic? Probably. It's just... We I can, don't know. We can continue to dive into this yeah, as they, we go on. It's just... I I like my movies. They can be weird, but they need to make sense. And oftentimes, Italian movies... They never have make, a lot of stuff they, that don't make any they sense. They never make sense. So we're if we're uh, getting the temperature of. And this by the room, way, this is probably one of the most sensible Dario Argento movies. Probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's an explanation for a lot of shit, and it's yeah. still fucking crazy. If we were getting your temperature for the movie at this time, it's comfortable? It's too hot? Too cold? At at this point in the film, at I'm point. still comfortable. Comfortable. Okay. okay. Yep. All right, so she goes back to the, the school next day. They give her an EEG to check her brain waves. Right. This bitch been saying all kinds of crazy things. She's sleepwalking around the school. She got hit by a car. She got right back up. She did the fucking Undertaker hinge. Like, what is it? The doctor is like, sleepwalking is the first step to multiple personalities, schizophrenia. That's right. We got to check you out. She's like, I ain't fucking crazy, all right? I saw somebody get murdered. And there's like, yo, we, you know, you know what you're talking about, right? So begrudgingly, she goes along with everything because she's like, I gotta prove to you guys. They got her all hooked up. They're gonna measure her brain waves and her all bims. that. Yeah, her bims. And so she's like, measure my fucking bims. I'm off the goddamn chart. And then she starts having flashbacks to last night because yeah, this is how she saw it. She didn't remember yeah. that she saw a murder until this happened. I thought, right. yeah. yeah, okay. And so her charts start going all fucking her bims crazy. Are off, uh, uh, Charts yeah, in the bad way, and they're like, "We got institutionalized." She's like, "Fuck, fuck you ain't," and she rips the fucking thing off her fucking head and walks out. Right. I mean, headminster's telling her, "We got to get you on the barbiturals. We got to get you on the tranquilizers. We got to get you fucking down." You, this do you fuck bitch, with Molly? Do you? What are you into? Yeah. Like, do you get wet with the Sherman Helmsley? Yeah, and she insists, "No, I get." This is the I, '80s. She's like, I believe Nancy Reagan. Just say no. Exactly. Give me a Pepsi. That's all I need. And they're like, Sorry, we're Coke. We're affiliated with Coke at this school. Switzerland is a Coke country. <laughs> so she rushes, as anybody would do. She rushes the phone, call her dad. I need to get the fuck out of here. This school sucks. They ripped up my Paul Servino posters. I gotta get out of here. Can't get a hold of her dad. Yeah, her dad's it, like a her dad's her... like a peanuts parent, never around. Oh yeah, she got has keeps having to talk to Maurice. Yeah, Morris, Morris Shapiro. Oh, it's Morris. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, he's just confirming your dad's out of town. He's on like a Jewish holiday. He's Jewish for this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was weird because they are Italian. They're yeah. the only Jewish Italians in the, in the history of the world. So she goes back to her room. She's like, Sophie, I sleepwalk. Can you help me out with that? And Sophie, of course, being a cool new friend. Oh, yeah, they actually go to class because there's a scene. Oh, yeah, that was in the class. There's an Asian girl wearing a Barry Gibb shirt. Yeah, what was that? That was that was probably were the, the were the Bee Gees still popular in the mid eighties? No, they were not. I did. Their have, peak was Saturday Night Fever. I also had a Barry Gibb shirt for a while there, so I get it. Are you uh, sure it wasn't Jesus? I yeah, I am. Good. When I worked at the comic shop, our our favorite, uh, Mr. Mint, Dennis McDermott, <laughs> found, uh, I don't know which gib it was, but it was a gib, found a poster of one of the gib brothers, and 
There was a like the bottom half, like right below the fold, was just a close up of his crotch and oh some my really tight white pants. And he he said something like, "Yeah, look at that. I used to have pants like that back when I was a man, or something like that." I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember exactly what he said, but he insinuated that. Uh, that Gib brother was like the height of masculinity at that time. Barry, yeah, sure. Yeah, Barry is about Barry. Robin, not so much. And so the headmistress is running the class. It's about poetry. Of course. And Leaves she, of Green. She, she said that. Who wrote Leaves of Green? She's like, Barry Gibb? I of don't... course she thought it was Barry Gibb. He's on his shirt. Well, that's going on. Sophie and Jennifer are commiserating about what happened last night. And right. the teacher's like, would you like to share with the class, Sophie? Sophie gets up. To answer the question, who wrote Leaves of Grass or whatever she the fuck? She can't quite, because she had to actually contextualize the whole thing, yeah. and she couldn't quite put words to it and everything. So Jennifer loudly starts telling her the answer. Right. In the middle of a quiet class, she starts telling her the answer, and no one is the wiser. Well, until she she adds a little extra. She's it's an aside. She's not she's not supposed to repeat this. Well, she finishes up, and the, and the headmistress realizes, like, you're just repeating words. You don't know what you're saying. What does that mean to you, Miss? And what that, do you think about the past? And then Jennifer Connolly says, "Screw the past." Oh, I thought Sophie said it. No, well, no, she says it, and then she's just parodying everything. Yeah, she okay, said she's okay. still in that, and she's like, "Screw the past," and then she's like, "What the past? Shakespeare, Richard Wagner." She's like, "Richard Gere, gerbils," and then we're like, Jesus. "What?" And then that just ends the class. When you say gerbils, right? You know what? That's a mic dropper. Uh, Dario has seen some shit in his dreams. I think everybody <laughs> needs to be careful. Originally, Richard Gere was going to play the role of Paul Servino. Interesting. But he was not available. That's why Paul Servino doesn't show up, because he's like, you're the only person who could play Paul Servino. He's like, how about Paul Servino? No, you are my <laughs> Paul Servino, Richard Gere. <laughs> Richard Gere, fortunately, was in the hospital. Rectal damage. We're not going to go into it. We don't know how that happened. Jesus. It looked like a small animal tried to claw its way out. Where did that come from? I just remember did hearing about it one day, and it was gone. Because it happened. Anyways, that night, we got a flash in the window, and we're like, what the fuck's going on? A King Diamond video? Wait for Iron to kick in. Or, like, yeah, no. yeah, really, a flash of the blade. Scream for me, Long Beach. <laughs> Instead, <laughs> Sophie's looking out the window, and she's realizing her cock has arrived. Yeah, the smog is billowing. The original Uber Eats. So she grabs the nearest clothes. It happens to be uh, Jennifer's tacky butterflies that was the tackiest fucking you know in a movie where a person can talk to insects and everything we see her talk to no interesting insects other than maybe a ladybug that's the closest thing to like a beautiful insect ants none of that if you could talk to an insect what insect would you talk to Ooh, that's a good question i forget my insect kingdom is a praying mantis an insect yes yes yeah i talked to that absolutely i'd want to see if they sound like zorak yeah oh yeah that's a good call Saw two praying mantises recently. You rarely see praying mantises. No, I, it's rare. Yeah, I like once two. a year I see them. I took a picture of it. It was so mind blowing. I didn't That's see beautiful. It. Yeah. I had them out here on my rosemary last year, and then it hung out on my hammock for a while. And I was like, "Fuck it, man." I had one on my car one time, and I was like, "Well, I guess this car belongs to you now because I'm not going to fight you for it." Um, Bite when I, when I was you. like 15 right. or 16, I thought I was going to be a praying mantis guy. My cousin Josh helped me out with that. And I had a pet praying mantis for a while. Oh, okay. Uh, like I had a little container for it and everything and I fed it crickets. It would just eat the brains out and then leave the rest to be cleaned up. Did you ever bring it male sacrifices? No, I did not. 
How do you know if a praying mantis is a male or female? <sighs> Big old swinging dick. You watch them fuck something <laughs> and eat their brains. <laughs> male ones, I think they're smaller than okay. males are. Oh, okay. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but all I know is Sophie's like, time to get fucked. Because yeah. she's the horniest student in the school. Right. She really is. She's been looking at those fucking posters of uh, her roommate's dad all day. She's like, I gotta get me some weak-ass dick. Any if, dick will do. If she were in the Godzilla universe, she'd be hetera because she is a smog monster. She's just all... <laughs> oh, about it. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's all A-D-W-D. Right. Yes. I don't know what that stands for. All dick will do. Okay. Or rather, any dick will do. Okay. So she walks out. By the way, we also also learned that this goddamn Swiss Transylvania winds will drive you insane. They're intense. I thought they were right up there on the mountain. So there's tons of wind blowing in this well-lit, dark area. We get a nice scare because I think we do we do we get a shot of the fucking knives going together that, that set shot because we are led to believe she's going to get killed. Oh yeah, I feel like the setup for every kill in this movie for you know the first fuck hour twenty minutes you do see the knife come together. So she gets attacked, but no, it's her boyfriend that she, that was shining the flashlight into her room. Of course, and he this is this is a, a lot of weird gender role reversals in here because he doesn't want to fuck. Yeah. He kisses her once and then's like, I gotta go. I gotta three. Like, why didn't you even bother showing up? If right. he was like, I gotta he's a he's a fucking cock tease. Dude, he's a cunt tease. Maybe he has the fog. She has the smog, he has the fog. Like he's like, Oh, is it? I gotta show up. Yeah, I just gotta give her a kiss. I know I gotta go. Okay. I don't know. And I don't know if that's the fo- I thought the fog would you'd be like pinning her to the ground. If you if yeah. you I don't know, man. It depends. Feel, we, as we I learned in like, our Violent City episode, there's the Uther fog, which is what you're talking about. Okay. There's the Jeff fog, which is the sad sack fog. Oh, I right. think he, that he yeah. has the Jeff fog. He has the Jeff if fog. If you don't have yeah. the fog, but you're still driving three hours for a kiss. That's yeah. true. Yeah. It, it, he explicitly says, I drove three hours yeah. just to put a peck on your lips. He's straight Jeff. He needs to be careful. He grew up to be the lawyer, Jeffrey Fogger. Yeah. Yeah. There's not many things I would drive three hours for. Yeah, One definitely not a peck. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. But maybe he realizes he's in the fog, and he's like, "I got to, re- I got to smog the fog." So he's like, "I'm gonna play hard to get." Oh yeah, you oh, think okay. this is a power move? Could maybe. be. Maybe this beta's oh. turned into an alpha. Oh. He's, he's in the army, so maybe he's learning some guy shit. You know, the Swiss Army. Yeah, he had the knife and everything. <laughs> <laughs> and she even calls him out. It's like you limp dick because she's ready to fuck, right? And maybe I think this is. I think he's fucking playing hard to get because it worked, right? She thought she was in control, and now she's like, "You limp dick motherfucker, get the fuck out! I didn't want to fuck you." So as we're seeing this whole tussle happen, you know, Bradley is on his way. I don't know why his name is Bradley, but his name is Bradley. And we start to see Jen stirring in bed, and of course, Sophie's supposed to be there. To, like, help her if she right. starts sleepwalking. We start seeing her going down that tunnel. Exactly. She's walking up to the door. She bumps into it as we're seeing, like, the blade being assembled and Sophie shrieking out. And you're like, what the fuck happened? And Sophie sa- or Jennifer says to herself, you're just sleepwalking, just like Donald Pleasance told her to do. Right. You listen. And you think she snaps out of it because then she opens the door and just walks out. But no, right. she's still in it? I don't know. Because then she walks outside and a fire. When people sleepwalk, are their eyes open? I've never known anybody to sleepwalk. Yeah, I have no idea. I've sleptwalked. 
and it, your eyes are open. Like I was seeing things, but you're not registering. It's like if you've ever been in a tragic accident or anything where it's like Griff's you're seeing sleep life is more interesting than his <laughs> real life because as we pointed out, Griff's the only person we know that ever had a wet dream. And sleepwalks. No, I know, I know someone else that had a wet dream. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to say his name, but he told me this. He told me this crazy story. What's doing? I'm jealous of it. I'm embarrassed by it. Yeah. I wish I could just, like, just come just by sleeping. I just think it's funny. Is I can't name this person. <laughs> he's a he's a great dude. I don't want to embarrass him on a podcast. But he told me this crazy story about how if he has ice cream too close to bedtime, wow. it causes wet dreams. Wow. Interesting. And I was like. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> yeah, I can't say I ever related, correlated two things other than I saw something. I was horny. Well, I, I mean, up yeah, just put some tissue down there. Why would you want to stop it? Like, it's yeah. like, <laughs> well, do you get it's like the do you easiest... get gratification out of it? Uh, I mean, you usually wake up and you're like, um, okay. That's are that was, you have are you cognizant are you having a sex dream or it just happens? No, it's definitely okay. usually there is sexual frustration happening in the dream. Okay. Maybe I'm in like a dream fog, and so yeah. there's a, a lot of rubbing happening. I think, and then it's just like you end up fucking oh. with jizz all in your bed, oh, and it's okay. like, oh, okay, I gotta wake up and deal with this now because I don't want to sleep in my own. Well, yeah, fog. yeah, I, mean, I can't imagine that's comfortable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like I got to clean up or sleep on the I, I don't know. It's... You don't want to sleep in the wet spot. You want to Right, exactly. So <laughs> she walks out, a firefly comes to her. Now we've realized she we've said that she can talk to bugs now. Right. She's the bug Dr. Doolittle. Right. And apparently in Switzerland they have no actual fireflies, so they did a special effect did for special this. Effect, yes. Yes. Well, you can't train a firefly. They're 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 not like chimps. Yeah, they're abundant. You probably could catch yeah. one. And so it leads her to this bush. Yes. And she digs in the bush and she finds a glove. Yeah. Just this one is single glove. Very David Lynch. A glove. Yeah, because it's covered in maggots. Yeah. And, and not an ear. If you're talking about David Lynch, she didn't find an ear. She found a glove. <laughs> Good call. And she goes, hmm, goes, walks, sleepwalks, walk, walks, we don't know, back right. to her room. And then we're watching from outside. We see her lit up room and she just screams. Yes. The next day we see her. She's in her room with the glove, the maggot infested glove. And, okay, Dario, I'm sorry. We see a scene where she's seeing through the eyes of maggots. Maggots don't have eyes. So right. I don't know what the fuck she's seeing. Especially not one that can see six like things like a spider. Yeah, it was like six or eight. In my mind, the uh, maggots, they got the eyeballs. I had the dream. Let me tell you about the dream. In Dario's world, all the maggots have eyeballs. <laughs> all of the insects have six eyeballs, six legs. So when you're seeing through maggots' eyes, you're like, I got to talk to the, do- the professor about this. So she runs straight to the professor. He's he's got the glove like with maggots just laying on a microscope. Yeah, and he's like, "This is amazing! Oh my god!" Um, the bug use in this movie, Mer- uh, Mike. How are you feeling about that? Was that like a good creepy thing, or is that just a... bugs don't bother me? Oh wow, okay. You've never opened up trash and you accidentally threw something away and grew maggots all over, and you're just like, whatever. I'm like, oh, it doesn't bother gross, me, but I'm not like clutching yeah. my pearls. Well, no, I, yeah, I'm not scared, but there is that instant primordial revulsion. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. what I'm getting. At. Oh, okay, yeah, it's like it doesn't have to be a prolonged thing, but you see it, and you're just like, "Fuck, sucks, hate that." So she's a back at school because John's like it's perfectly normal to 
see through a maggot's eyes. Oh yeah, and you know, it's just like what fucking Walt Whitman said: "Bugs of three, telepathic, and you'll see." Ah, yes, that's my favorite Whitman quote. I know, <laughs> "Bugs of three, used, and you'll I see." I think that was Richard Gere who said that. Oh yeah, yeah, no, his is more like "Bugs and me." What a what a joy! Yeah, yeah. I apologize. This is going great. This is going great. Back at school. We know how teenage girls are. They start. They hear the story. They start teasing. They're, somebody died, and they're like, "Who gives a shit about Sophie?" We got to tease kids. Jennifer. They're fucking kids, Murray. They're like Teflon. They, every all this fucking bounces off of them. I last night, I revisited Hello Mary Lou prom night two, and this girl seemingly kills herself, and the next day, the the bitch of the movie is like. Well, it looks like the competition for prom queen just got a little lighter. I'm like, this girl just died yesterday, and you're already making prom queen jokes? What the fuck? Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, In exactly. high school, yeah. That's your, that's your whole world at that time. Of course. So they're, they're teasing her. She goes to a room, and she stops. The headmistress is amassing her spy network. Yeah. She's like, we got to watch this girl. And they're going through. They're doing a total griff move, going through her CDs first, and then they go. Were her CDs in a common place in the house? They were out on her desk. They're right there under the light next to her poetry that she left mm, okay. out. She's trying to be a Walt Whitman. So if your like wallet's laying out, can you? Can I just go rifle through your wallet? Uh, apples and oranges, Tim. Wallet, wallets and oh, CDs no, are not oh, the same thing. Oh, there's different degrees. Yeah, wallets and CDs are not the same thing. Right. You have to. You can o- have CDs in a wallet. You have to open the wallet to see the contents. The CDs spines are right there. You can see what people You have. can see those spines. No, we're not talking about seeing spines. We're talking about what Griff does where he's like going through them. Yeah, I get through them. I open them up. I read the lyrics. I read the thank yous. I love seeing That's who, a bit much. I love they seeing finally, I, I love sense. seeing who garbage has to thank. And so the headmistress, she's trying to assign a new girl to be her spy. And all the girls, of course. So are you saying maybe with Sophie, her original spy, why are they spying on Jennifer? Is it because they want to know what Paul Servino's up to? No, they couldn't break. They couldn't crack Sophie. That's why they teamed up Jen with Sophie because they're like, we just can't crack this girl. She's so in the fucking cock smog. We just can't break her. So we'll give her the new girl. Everybody else was kind of in a clique together. They all kind of worked on the same yeah. wavelength. The new girl is like in her, her lesbian experimental phase. Like, I'm away for school. I'm going to try out lesbianism. So she's like, that's the girl I need for the spy. That, she'll never get in the cocktail. Oh, you mean headmistress's yeah. new girl. Yeah. yeah. And even she gets it. She's like, I don't know if I want to do this. I mean, look at this girl. And they've been thumbing through her poetry. And they're like, look at this fucking poet. Well, Bugs <laughs> of three, how you talk to me. You flap your wings. You speak to me. I can't believe I can't be you. What does that even mean? Only Dario Argento knows what that is. Only Dario. He probably saw that in a dream. They're also reading a letter she's sending to her father, which is explaining what's going on. And she's like, I think I'm talking to bugs now. Yeah. And maybe the headmistress is like, I can turn that into some money-making opportunities. So maybe that's why. Right. The art world loves a fucking insane, hot, young bitch. This will work. So Jennifer walks in on her. She's like, that's my property. There's a rifle thing. That's stop Griffin. That's my property. Stop Griffin through my shit. So she rips it off. She runs out the room, but all the classmates are up and in a frenzy now. And like I said, like everybody was kind of working on the same wavelength except her and Sophie. So they're chanting. They're taunting her. They're telling her, 
Uh, we worship you. We worship right, you. Right, because they're mocking her because she's yeah. talking about how the bugs worship exactly. her. Exactly. I will say, though, I did like the change of pace where Jennifer Connelly walks in, sees what's going on, and is immediately like, fuck you guys, right? Yeah. Instead of just crying and turning around and running away like you see often in movies, mm-hmm. she was like, this is my shit. Fuck you. So that would have been the perfect moment for Iron Maiden's Flash of the Blade. That would have right? been good. But no, that, no, you could have done like a flash across the screen or something. Yeah. Uh, and then this, I, I, I got to check with Mike. What's his room temperature on this movie at this point? At this point, I'm still comfortable, but slightly less so. Really? Is that yeah. a good or bad thing? Less comfortable. That's that, got to be a bad thing. Like com- comfortable. Yeah, it's a bad thing. Yeah, because comfortable. I'm like, this could go either way. Oh, right, let, let's go. Okay. Now I'm like, I don't think I'm liking this movie. Okay. Okay. But I'm not ready to say I didn't like off. this movie. Okay. So her distress sets off all the bugs around the school's distress. So we get a scene right at Amityville Horror. We got all these flies just up against the windows, covering the windows. Freak obviously freaks all the girls out. Right. And. Jennifer, mad with power, is like, I love you. I love all of you speaking to the bugs. She's like, I am. She's owning her. She's like, you can't can't mock me. You can't shame me for ruling bugs. That's right. I love bugs, and they love me. And I'll kill all you motherfuckers with these bugs. Was this the character from Murder Rock, the little girl who was perving on the dancer girl who got murdered, she was obsessed with bugs, too. Yes, she was. Was this Jennifer in her young age? N- well, no. It was a combination of Jennifer and Professor because she was in a wheelchair. That's true. Maybe she was the daughter of the Professor. Maybe handicappedness runs in the family. That's got to be it. That's it. Okay. Because we never saw the father in Murder Rock. That's true. Jen passes out. The the, the the euphoria of controlling these bugs is too much. She passes out. So, of course, when she's waking up, Jennifer's going to be under heavy surveillance. She's got, like, a nurse staying yeah. in with her. She's they got her, up. like, knocked out on an IV drip. On, yep. Headmistress is watching her. She's talking, I think, to Frau Bruckner. Yes, we hear her saying that this bitch summons flies. You know who does that. Beelzebub. The Lord of the Flies. The Lord of the Flies. So, yeah. So keep her drugged up permanently. So Jennifer, she's like faking being asleep at this time. Honk. Shoo! They bring in like some like nurse ratchet chick to watch her. She's like knitting for some reason. She's got that strong brow. This scene killed me. Why is that? (laughs) Because I don't want to jump ahead, but she's pretending to be asleep. She already knows she's got to get out of there. She makes the most noise of anyone trying to make a silent escape that I've ever seen in a movie that wasn't a comedy. Yeah, yeah. It was It was a Three Stooges affair here. Well, on top of it, a cuckoo clock goes off, and she just clamps down on it, too. Yeah. <laughs> but this woman, this is a, she, this one, maybe she's sleepwalking. I don't know. She, maybe she's having a wet dream. She don't want to wake up. Right. Right over to John McGregor's house. Of course. Of course you, you gotta go to go your to professor him. friend. And he's just like... This is he. I think he's looking at the glove again or something. He's like, I figured out who these these bucks. He's like, I needed time to figure out okay, which ones. Okay. You get, you're making them, painting them out to be a bad listener. Of course, he's listening to Jennifer. She's saying they are saying I'm the devil, and he confi- you know tells her you're not the devil. You're a beautiful young girl. You have an incredible gift. You're amazing. I want to show you some of the shit I've been working on though. 
And she takes him over, or he takes her over to his, uh, what do they call those? Telescopes? Microscopes. Microscopes. Went the reverse. And they look at the larva, because the larva that she brought over earlier on the glove, he's like, I figured it out. Because remember, there's 15 different larvae that eat uh, flesh. Yeah. And they go in different stages. So he can figure out exactly which larva this is. And this is a sarcophagus bug. Of course, a sarcophagus bug. And it and it's it's been like a few days, so it turned into a fly. Now it's no longer a maggot, and, and it's like, you know, they love fucking human flesh, and they're like they're like bloodhounds. They can find the body because uh, where they, they resurrected from, or whatever, or not resurrected, but yeah, born, yeah, born of, right? They, they they're like the the salmon. They go home to spawn upstream. I did see some fish swim upstream in Colorado. Did anyone look into this? Is this a real thing? Oh, I, I, I assume it's all bullshit. You know, I general. did look up the sarcophagus fly, and it does exist. Like, it is a thing. I don't but know. But it doesn't have that, like, superpower homing beacon. You know what? If if they did, I feel like it'd be used in more modern, shitty, like true, stuff, true yeah. crime bullshit because they, they're stretching the limits. So of he's like, here, just put it in this little box and have it lead the way because it can speak to her. So she's like, right. yeah, it sounds good. You can speak to it. You have the special gift. They open up the cage. It flies right on her. What is, she, what is she looking for, Sophie? Did they find Sophie's body? I don't. Remember. I think I don't think they did because that's why they think she's crazy. They think Sophie like fucked off. I think that's what it is. I thought they were looking for the hand that was in the glove or something. I didn't know the glove was from the killer. Okay. So why it got left in a bush? I have no fucking idea. It makes no fucking sense. Okay, this is what I'm gonna. Uh, this is what I'm gonna say. They thought Sophie just left with her boyfriend. Right. She's like, no, I saw that she got killed. So now she's looking for Sophie's body. This makes the most sense we can make out of this movie. That's for sure. Okay. So she gets on a bus. Great. This walkable uh, city, Switzerland, and great tra- public transport. John does explain to her, like, the murder. You know, we know this murder. Because this is why I don't think it was about Sophie. We know the murder happened along a bus route. And so you're going to go on this route. Yes, you're right. It, I think it was Rita. And, think, and they and they said Rita. and they said and because like I think like uh, closed circuit TV or some like security cameras we know where she was at the day she was taken yeah okay so they they put her on a bus there's a nice scene there where she has the window open and a woman's like could you please close that and she goes fuck you youth revolt we also get a scene where we see possibly the killer or Paddington Bear in the front seat because so we see somebody with a hat and a trench coat on. That had gave me chills. Right. So the the bug is like, this is the area. This is the spot. Coincidentally, it's that farmhouse from the beginning of the movie, guys. I think we're onto something. Oh, was it? Yes, it was. Interesting. Because she, she gets off in the middle of We nowhere. did have a scene where yep. we saw the actual shackles. The, the plot floor. thickens. The plot thickens. The stew thickens. And this show quickens. Because she goes into the house. She sees those chains that we saw kill Dario's... Uh, a daughter, daughter. I missed that. I looked up just to see her looking under that sheet of plastic and seeing all like the weird toys and everything underneath it. I remember that. Yeah, okay. We remember different things. So she's she's Griffin the house. She's no business being in this house. Right. She sees some like rolled up part which this rolled up parchment has nothing to do with anything with the movie. You think there's gonna be some clue up there. It's high up on this shelf. Yeah, what the fuck was this all about? The fly even... was apparently wanted her to find that. Do you even remember this scene? Vaguely. Because it, it it serves such a weird purpose of just getting her on her ass, I guess? 
Well, yeah. So we we cut back. We see a, sign, uh, a scene outside where we see a BMW like idling outside the house. We're like, oh my god, is that the killer? Oh. And then she, we go back to the house, and she's trying to grab these. She's like on this rickety uh, stool, trying to grab this parchment, which we don't. We don't even find out what's on this shit. I don't know why this no. scene's here. Right, falls down, and then a guy grabs her, and it's just the guy who like ca- the caretaker of the house. Yeah, we learn it's the estate uh, realtor, and he's just like, nobody's lived in this house for eight months and fifteen days. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Sounds familiar. And he's like, get the fuck out of this house. He is awkwardly like grabbing at her and everything. So you're thinking, oh, well, this is 100% a creep and all that. The fly fucks off to this like hole in the floor. Yeah, we watch her yeah. run away. The realtor yeah. watches from the window. Yeah. We continue on the realtor for some reason as like another man, Giger, approaches. Yeah, yeah. Geiger, who was the guy in the BMW. We thought we were led to believe it was the killer. It's just yeah. Geiger, the inspector, who the was inspector. following her. Right. And then as he's like, hey, we're going to have to talk about a situation here, we go back inside the house, the fly, and he's going around, and he finds a hole in the ground. And in that hole under the floorboards, hand maggots. Yeah. yeah but, and he's like, my children, because that's why I went back, to spawn. Further uncomfortable at this point? I wouldn't say it's uncomfortable at this point. I was getting kind of bored. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you just mm-hmm. saw a severed arm, and you're getting bored by it. Wow. Look, man, um, you know what they say about people that have a lot of a lot of sex. Eventually, you start adding things to the mix to spice things up. That's that's me with horror. I see a severed hand. That you got to give me more to 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 get me going. A sarcophagus fly doesn't do it for you. A sarcophagus fly does not do it for me. Come so- on. Yeah, so Geiger shows up, has the little thing with the realtor. He's just like, he explains what's going on with the house. He's like, okay, whatever. Right. We happen on that night. Inga spots a Doing her rounds. That <laughs> goddamn Carpathian wind is blowing. Swiss Carpathian wind. And yeah. she's flying a kite. As you, it, it's a, it makes this, this, this chip, got, she knows what's going on. She's like, when in Rome, fly a kite. Fly a kite. It's blowing like a motherfucker. And but she, so she and then she just she is still a chimp. So she just tears the kite up. Well, it got caught in a tree. Yeah. So she was upset about it's, that. It's a Charlie Brown thing. Yeah, you know, the, the, the kite eating tree. So Inga loses her mind and she starts running to the house. And well, then, she senses something because yeah. the door slams shut because she always keeps the door open. Oh, okay, okay. And so she's like, something's wrong. The, really, the, the relationship between uh, John McGregor and Inga does nothing for you. I didn't say that. It's okay. a beautiful relationship. There we go. We will get we will get into this in okay. a second. Okay. okay. It's okay. a beautiful relationship because you really feel the, the distraught feeling she's feeling because she knows that John's going to get killed. Yeah. Yeah. So that she's literally ripping the shutters off. Right. Wanting to save her friend John. John, by the way, who's on the second floor, so he's taking his little, sco- uh, you know, uh, little wheelchair lift, lift. wheelchair yeah. lift down the stairs. But we see that there's somebody working the buttons. Well, yeah, it goes down halfway and then it stops. Yeah. he's like, "What the fuck? You locked yourself out again?" You and know, he's just thinking. Inga's trying to break in. He's like, yeah. "Inga, what is the matter? Why are you so upset?" In that beautiful Donald Pleasance, you know, agitated tone. 
what is it? And then we look over and we see like a disguised person. Yeah, we see somebody like Shadowy classic figure. giallo, trench coat with a, with a hat on. Yeah. And I I think we learn later that it's this isn't the monster, but they show like like a close up shot of the like a monstrous face. I remember a face that they did a close-up on in a few scenes here, and I was like, "What? why did we... Now, especially after watching this movie, like, why did we even look at that? I think it's right. a red herring. I think we're supposed to believe it's a monster, but it's it turns out be. it's not It's not yeah. the monster. Well, it is a monster, but not the kind you're thinking of. So then they, they push, he pushes the button to go down. I guess they put it, like, fast-forward. So he, 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 the, the, <laughs> the person's just sitting there with the knife at the bottom, and he just impales himself thanks to this... Uh, this lift. Yeah. And we get a great death scene by Sir Donald Pleasance. How many times have you seen somebody killed on a uh, wheelchair lift? First time. Oh, First I know. Time. No, second time. Second time. Gremlins, Gremlins too. Yeah. Gremlins. Was it Gremlins or Gremlins, it was Gremlins. Too? It was Gremlins. Gremlins. Yeah. yeah, it was the yeah. old bitch. Oh, yeah, that sounds yeah. familiar. I think I they, The Gremlins get in there. They mess up the electric wiring, and then it goes flying down, and she gets launched through a window. It's great. So it's better than this one. Yes. Okay. Killer runs to their car. It's like perfect crime. Just takes off. Uh uh-uh. uh. Because Inga just leaps on the car. Oh, my and God. And this is where I pause the movie. <laughs> okay. Because I had to go. Here's the thing, right? Emotions stirring. Emotions are stirring. I don't want to see animals die. No. Oh, yeah. I don't want to do it. Well, you shouldn't be watching Italian movies. We always right. are worried with Italian movies and what they do yeah. to animals. So I paused it and I went to. Uh, does the dog die.com that is a website <laughs> that is a website where you can check and see like and sure. it, it gives you Animal pretty spoiler free stuff right like is there a dog in the movie yes does the dog die uh no or yes and then it's like is there a cat in the movie does the cat die so i looked up this movie and they were like the chimpanzee does not die good and i was like okay i will continue watching this because yeah. i was ready to shut it off right like i, I don't want to see this the, you're right. not wrong That's... so inga dives on the hood of this car and i'm like holy shit <laughs> this is like super chimp pounding right. on the windshield screeching going out. ape yes ah? yeah. going ape shit yeah Smearing shit all on the windshield to blind the killer the killer Everything. just slams on the brakes inga goes flying right Next. And, then, and then we don't see Inga for a while. We don't. We got to be worried about Inga because Inga really is like, now that Donald Pleasant's out of the picture, it's like Inga's the star. Next scene, very poignant scene. I, 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 uh, you know, this is the kind of scene you'd want, like, I don't know, some Motorhead playing. <laughs> you know, I saw, young, you know, we're seeing a body literally being carried out. Of the house on a gurney, right? We, we you want something to amp you up? It's a song about I don't know a train, being as strong as a train. I, Dario, what the fuck is going on with you? Okay, the, all right. This is another. I wish you had seen the movie because I got just confused by this scene. Geiger goes to an insane asylum. Yes, this scene is very strange. I, I don't. I don't know. How I can say. It, but I guess we're gonna have to hold on because I think I'd give a spoiler away. Because okay, so he just goes. He's just talking to this guy, and he's like, "Nobody's broken out here ever, but has anyone ever broken in?" That was what stood out to me too. I was like, "What the fuck is that supposed to mean?" I still don't know. And then they go see a guy in a in a cell, and he's looking. He's like, got a he, scarred face. Yeah, he's just crazy. And then that's it. 
And we're like, what? I watched this movie a month ago, and I have no recollection of this scene. Because it's such a fucking weird and stupid scene. Like, what the point was it? What the point was it? Um, well, the, I'll we'll go into it later on when they when we get more information. Okay, you think there? You think you got something to get the? Get I have no idea of how this makes sense, but I'm going to try. Yeah, yeah, no, you're yeah. going to try to get us out of this mud. You're going to yes. wedge a, a plank under our wheels and try to get us out. Jen obviously wants to get the fuck. You know, when she sees fucking poor professor dead, she's like, "I'm going to be next." They just killed the professor. Right, she gets it. So she calls her dad. Dad, he's celebrating Passover. He's That's the right. one Italian Catholic celebrating Passover. That's right. And she's like, get me some fucking money and a flight home. They're going to fucking put me in either the loony bin or they're going to kill me. Right. And they promise. They're like, okay, we'll send it to. What's a Swiss bank? Of course we have Swiss banks. Yes. Let's go to this bank down the street. Wait there. Ask for Todd. Todd will hook you up. We're going to send you some money. We're going to get you a plane ticket. So just go there, hang out. We'll be right there. Right. So she and she gets there, and they're like, "We don't know anything about this." But and just Inga, in case you were worried about the true hero of this movie, yeah, you're wrong. Inga just shows up like five minutes later. Five minutes later, <laughs> it felt longer than that. It did. It did because you were more worried about Inga than anybody right. else in the movie. Because, yeah, he's the most lovable character. But the, in the movie. but it's like, correct me if I'm wrong. Inga shows up, they shoot this, maybe they shoot this scene, and then we don't see her for a long time. Yeah, we don't see yeah. her like, for a long Because the scene comes out of nowhere. It was almost like, it, oh, I forgot to put a scene in here. It's important that we see this. Well, uh, Dario know what he was doing, because yeah. he was like, people are going to be worried about Inga, right. so let's have Inga get a little scene here. Right. She's dumpster diving. She is dumpster diving. <laughs> she just finds, like, I think, like a, a, a juice box or something, slurps a little of that It out. was a V8. Yeah. <laughs> It was Clamato is what it was. Oh, it was Clamato. Yeah. Okay, excuse me. And, you know, in Sw- Switzerland, when you got to dispose of your straight blades, your razor blades, you just throw them in the public parks trash can. So she finds this fucking straight razor, and she's like, I could probably use this. Yeah, the look of joy on her face, I was like, holy shit. Well, we learned from the beginning, she's a, she studies the blade. Yeah. Oh, my God. So at the, this the flag, point. That, that's why they play the Iron Maiden song. Flash of the blade. That's what. That's ex- oh my god! The climax of the movie is exact same point. You should have had the fucking Iron Man. I so. I kid you not. I was I was out on this movie. I was like I don't I don't like phenomena. And yeah. then at this point, wind in my sails. I'm like, if if what's about to happen is going to happen, I'm all in. Let's do this. You know, we've heard the old adage: Chekhov's gone. Now we have Dario's Inga's, Dario's ape, Inga's Dario's straight ape. razor, Dario's ape with a straight razor. Because holy shit, he gave us to gave us the ape with the straight razor in the first act, and we're seeing the ape again with a straight razor. I bet there was a scene cut out where she went to the police first, and they said their hands were tied. And she was like, <laughs> "I have to fucking do this." Yeah, yeah, definitely. Speaking oh. of characters that haven't been seen for a while, Frau Bruckner, who had only one scene in the beginning when Jennifer arrives, she shows up at the bank. That's right. And she's like, look, I got a hold of Morris. He says he, he'll get you the money tomorrow. Or no, he said, he said, no, no, you're not going to get the money. Because we yeah. learned that Jennifer, when she goes to the tellers, they're like, yeah, there's nothing for you here. You can wait there. The money could come in any minute now. Here's the thing. Okay. Do you think her dad abandoned her? Yes. Because the bank accounts are emptied, yeah. he just sends her off to this school. Yes, never see him again. Yes, yeah. he is in the pussy fog, right? Hardcore. So he's like, I can't have a daughter. It's mucking so up my business. 
What are the odds? First, her mom is in the cock smog, bandits her. Yep. Now her dad gets in the pussy fog, yep. bandits her. She's just a, a fucking poor ass. By child. the way, you guys are so welcome that I introduced the pussy fog to you, okay? Yeah. Because it's and now you just see how it just goes all throughout your life. Murray's actually going to be going on tour to do, to all the universities. I'm- I'm, gonna write, I'm writing a new book called Men Go in the Pussy Fog, Women Go in the Cock Smog. I'm writing with John Gray. Yeah. It'll be out pretty soon. And I, I can't wait. I am excited about your tour. It's like yeah. I can't wait to hear about how you just uh, inspire all the children. So Frau Bruckner's like, look, I'm going to get you a ticket, get you out of here, but I can't do it until tomorrow. The money was wired to her. Right. She was. Call- they called up the headmistress. The headmistress instructed her to get her on a plane and give her some money so she get back home. But all the flights are done for the day. You got to right. go in the morning, noon tomorrow. And so Jennifer's like, "Fuck that! I'm not going back to this. No, 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 no! You don't have to go back to school. You can go back to my place." Right. Oh, that seems like a fucking decent thing. So they go back to their place. I. They live in like this gigantic mansion. I guess being a, a, a vice headmistress pays well. Oh uh, yeah, it does. Because again, Switzerland pays their teachers, All even right. their assistant teachers. They go into the house. All there's why there's tons of mirrors. They're all covered. Why not just get rid of the mirrors? Yeah, why why keep the mirrors in the house? Yeah, it seems like because that would make work. more sense. That would make yeah. more sense. And okay. we're talking about Italian horror. Not to mention, uh, no, I can't ruin that. Never mind. Jennifer, we've, we, I, I, one grift deserves another because Jennifer starts griffing through the house. Yeah. And she walks into a room. Because, yeah, uh, Frau was like, I'm going to go make you some tea. So right. Jennifer just goes, has her way with the house, starts walking through various hallways down a well, room. Well, uh, Frau Rucker mentioned she has a son, and he's very ill, and he yep. hates mirrors. Hates people, too. Yes. Do not try to. <laughs> but Jennifer takes that on as a challenge. She's like, insects love me. A little shitty kid would probably love me, too. Right. So maybe she's out to prove it to herself. Right. Happens on a room. Little kid turned away from her. She walks up, and like all the toys start gravitating to No, she did, she kicks a she little like, kick like a toy, a locomotive, which would have been a perfect time for the Motorhead song. Yeah. Hits the, hits the kid. It's a life-size dummy of a kid. Why is this in a room? Argento. Yeah, the fact that Jennifer- and she still thinks it's a kid. Yeah. She's like, "Oh my god, I fuck, I hit your kid." She's like, "Are you fucking stupid? Were you ready to hit eject on this movie when it nope. was clear?" Nope. <laughs> Inga got the straight razor. I'm locked in. There we go, everybody. I am locked in, and I'm hoping beyond. This hope. is the only reason why I picked this movie was because Inga. Okay. I was like, "This is just too fucking weird." This is really weird. So yeah, she's like, "You idiot! This is a fucking doll." So oh. she's like, look, you've been taking too many uppers. It's time for some downers. Come down here and hands her a couple pills. She's like, one would do for you, but no. You really want to get fucked up? Take two. No, no, no. Dr. Frau is advising, dose. Get in that bathroom. No, she's like, take them. She's like, I like to take my drugs by myself. Yeah. Can I go in the bathroom? She's like, no, you take them in front of me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, fuck you. So they have a big tussle out there, yeah. and it, it, tensions are rising. Goes in the bathroom, locks the door, turns on the sink. And, and then takes the pills. I thought she was going to yeah. flush them down the toilet. Yeah, that made zero She takes one. She takes one, yeah. She takes one. She just wants to get a little fucked up. She wants to take the edge off. Yeah, she's like, you know what? Maybe this is in my head. I'll take one. I'll relax a little bit. It's been a while. I do like, you know, relaxing. And then after she takes it, she starts trying to wash her hands, grabs the soap. <laughs> Covered in maggots. Maggots. 
The, we, well, we forgot to point out that that was one of uh, Professor uh, McGregor's theories with the maggots on the gloves. She's like, why were the maggots on the gloves? He must stay close to his bodies. He's a serial killer we're dealing with. Okay. So that's why all of the serial killer's belongings are covered in maggots because he just rolls around in these dead bodies, apparently. Okay. He likes Scrooge McDuck's in this vault of <laughs> yes. dead bodies. Yeah. Wow. In the way he does, yeah, as we'll wow. find out. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, and then she goes to, like, wipe her hand on a towel. They're, that's covered maggots in maggots. Too. They're everywhere. So, or, they're, excuse me, sarcophagus. So you're Art right, because all throughout this bathroom experience, she's hearing John McGregor in her head, the late, right. great <laughs> professor John McGregor. And she's hearing all the whole, you know, the murderer definitely was rolling around in these dead bodies, Scrooge McDuck style, spitting them out of his mouth, all that bullshit. So she's like, I got to throw up that pill. Right. So she gets to work. We she's get an extended vomit scene. Extended. She throws up once, and then she chugs a bunch of water and throws up again. Too long, Mike? Just long enough? <laughs> Too long. Yeah. Too long. Okay. Too long. Too long. And uh, then she, uh, Frau, like, what's going on in there? You're taking way too long to take two pills. Yes. One pill, I, or one pill, I should say. Two pills, I don't understand why you're in there so long. Yeah, one, yeah. no. I mean, if there were suppositories, too, that would take a little bit longer. But uh, So Jen opens the door. Frau, they get into a tussle again. Did you take your pills? Frau, yes, I took my fucking pills. I'm high as fuck right now. Frau goes into the bathroom to figure out where the pills are at, make sure she hears the sink she running and all that. She sees the pill that. in the sink. And then she, you know, Jen takes her moment to go over to the phone and tries to make right. a call out. Right. She's like, I'm calling uh, my father or Morris. No, no, no. Don't worry about it. I got it covered. We're going to leave tomorrow morning. And she's like, no, I'm calling. And then she just conks her on the head. It's a good conk. It was a good conk. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as careful as AEW is, uh, is with Soraya. I don't want to talk about AEW. Yeah, nobody wants to talk about <laughs> AEW. No, we're done. That was it. Okay, was so just for our pleasure. Apparently, this is the room where they 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 keep their victims because she has like fucking metal like shutters that close on this room, so she locks her in this. She's room. got a secret panel, Batman style. She presses a button, all the shutters come down on the room to enclose or cap or imprison yeah. Jennifer. And then, then there's a knock at the door. So she's like, I got to go check on this. So she just locks uh, Jennifer in the room. And it's, it's fucking Inspector Geiger. I guess he's been following Jennifer this whole he's time. He's been following the Geiger counter. And so he's like, they're chatting. And, okay, this, is, this goes back to the insane asylum. Okay. okay? This is how I'm going to fucking explain it. I don't know. I think there's like a Freddy Krueger thing going on where she used to work in the insane asylum because she reveals she has these two scars on her chest. Okay. I'm assuming she got raped by that guy we saw with the scarred face and impregnated her with her crazy son. Oh. Oh, okay. That's a, I don't know. I have no idea. I so would that's take my, that okay. over some, uh, any of the explanations. Yeah. Okay. We'll go Because he that. had a fucked up face, so. Yeah. So she's like, why don't you come in? We'll talk about this a little more. All right, we're going back to Jen. She wakes up. She uh, she looks at the floorboards. There's maggots just coming out of them, and she snaps into sense. She's like, I got to get the fuck out of here. I got to assess my situation. She saw it before she got knocked. Or I, she, she didn't see it, but Frau uh, Bruckner put the phone in another room, an adjoining room. Yeah, yeah. And it's one of those like old-fashioned doors where there's like a window along the top. A metal grate, yeah. not even a window. Yeah. So she opens it, she gets on there, and then... 
Well, I mean, this is the perfect time. Iron Maiden, right. Clash of the Blade. Yeah. What? I don't know. What do you mean, what? I, I can't hear you. There's Bruce Dickinson is just belting some... Bruce! Can you sh- cut, keep it down? We're trying to move me over here. This is hard to figure out. We're screaming for you, Bruce. All right? <laughs> okay, thank you, Bruce. All right, we're back. So, she... I, was this a, a part of the attachment to his knife? Because she puts a little attachment thing together of her own. I couldn't figure out what this was. He has one for each room. <laughs> one for each room, <laughs> just nice. in case. Because this right. was like some kind of apparatus he would use uh, to hang laundry up if or take I, laundry. All down. I know is if I was locked in a room and I had there was a little door, there's a little thing in there. I would just climb through the door and go into the room. She could easily have gotten through it, yeah, but she she got distracted by the iron maiden. Yeah, right. if I recall, she that opening was big enough to yeah. Let her get through. Uh, spoiler alert: She goes through it in a right. minute. Yeah, but after like five minutes of her fumbling with the for phone, some, yeah, for some reason she decides she needs to get the phone and pull it all the way up to her. In this well, this room. is going on. We get a, this is a brief scene where Morris has flown into Switzerland, so okay. he's like he's like at the airport. He's going heading to the school, and we're hearing Geiger screaming out. Yeah, he's like screaming. She's like, "Holy fuck, what's going on?" So she's like getting more and more frantic and everything, and she's nearly getting that phone. And there's a near drop, and she's like, "Oh my god, that was so close!" And we see it in the in the like if you notice in the distance of the shot, there is just a hole in the floor. Right. Yeah. So she starts <laughs> pulling it up again, and I think there's a second. Sc- or no, what she hears is uh, Frau saying, "Jen, what are you doing?" And then she drops the phone. It rolls down this hole <laughs> yes. four thousand feet. Yes. And it just like the, the it extends out. The wire extends yeah, out. They have. Uh, an insanely long wire and it just keeps yes. going. Right. And that's when she jumps through the window finally. Right. And, and she hears Frau. And she's got to get away from Frau, so she goes right into she that She pulls hole. an Alice in Wonderland, goes after that white phone. Yeah. Chases after it. She catches up to it. The phone rings. It's Morris. He's trying to get a hold of him. But it, he just, he's not patient, so he just hangs up as soon right. as she picks up. Because he's at the school at this time, and he's like... I guess, like, the headmistress told her she's at Frau Brockner, so he heads out to the Frau's place. Right. And so she's got the phone again in her hand. She's trying to dial in. You know, it's an old rotary phone, so it's taking her time. Nah, nah. And then some chained hands grab her and pull her into another room. And those chained hands are connected to Geiger. Detective Geiger. Yes, he is shackled in this... Bizarre room with, like you said, her Scrooge, his Scrooge McBuck, McDuck maggot pit. Oh, yep. maggot just, pit! Uh, how did you like the maggot pit? It was fucking gnarly. It was, it was gnarly. It was, it was a cesspool yeah. full of corpses and maggots. Especially because knowing this was an Italian film in the eighties, there had to be some heinous shit in there for real. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got to get the. Great response from the actress. So right. you got to make it real. If, if you're ever going right. to be a real actor, Jennifer Connelly, you need to get in that maggot pit. Right. Yeah. And she does. She because she Jennifer is a little clumsy, so she stumbles into the pit. Right. And just splashes around. Uh to give her a little slack here, it's like Geiger pulls her in, but he is fucked up. He yeah. is yeah. bleeding from the face, hands, arms, everything. He went full on. He's got the crimson mask. He's terrifying looking. So she falls over. She's now fucking wading through the corpse vat. Yeah. You know. We don't know. I mean, we don't know how deep this is. She'd probably be swimming for her life. Right. Yeah. And then finally we get 
our monster. <laughs> Not really. We, we think this is our monster. It's Frau Bruckner. It is our monster. What are you talking about? No. It's a crazy bitch. She's clearly no, cut no, up, no, Geiger. No, no, no. What are you talking? She, talk- she no. is the crazy monster bitch. No, there's a, there's there's another monster. This is monster. I, I don't know how you're gonna top this monster, but go on. <laughs> we will. You don't know how you're gonna top Frau Bruckner. <laughs> she's crazy, Mer- or Mike. She's crazy, but and she's getting ready to do her supervillain monologue. And while that's going on, Geiger is so frantic, he breaks his own thumbs to get out of these shackles. That was gnarly. I like that. And he grabs her and starts choking her. Uh, Jennifer gets out of the the, the the cesspool. She's been around her hot actor dad. She has definitely seen some weird sex shit in the middle of her living room floor. And she saw this and was like, I don't want to be here for this king shit. Right. So she makes her escape down a hallway. I want to point out, we... I have my my biggest issue with Italian horror continuity issues. Yes, she was just in a fuck. It's a shit pool with corpses. Disgusting. Dry as a bone. And wearing all white. She was wearing all white. Clean. Clean as a whistle. Straight from the fucking. I was ready to turn the movie off at this time. I was. Right when I was at, I was very uncomfortable. Yeah, very uncomfortable because I was outraged by this scene. Yeah, I was. I was locked into my notes and feeling good. I was sipping on Did my coffee. Did this house? Come with a, a torture dungeon. All Swiss houses do. I mean, it is a European, old European house. There's yeah. a chance there's probably there's some a tradition kind of, weird of that. Torture in old sex Europe? dungeon. In there. Yeah, okay. this is where you keep your concubines and everything down there. Yeah, there's usually, there, there are many rooms. Yeah, yeah, usually that's where it's like, all right, you've served your time. That was great. I can't allow you to go out and talk to the world. So into the. Into the vat. She's walking down this hallway with all these rooms going going off of it, and she hears a child. And she's little boy, little boy. She goes, "Oh, this must be the right. son." Right. He's her mom's. Her is she like you? She thinks her mom is the monster. Right. So she's just like, "I have to rescue this child." She's trying to white knight this child. He's pulling a Blair right. Witch. She's just heading the corner, staring at the corner. And there's a giant mirror in this kid's room because why wouldn't there be? Yeah. If your right. kid despises mirrors. Put one right in his bedroom. And you even put it at a low level so the kid can look into the mirror. <laughs> right. You know? right. There's one on the ceiling. Like, what is going on in this room? She hates her kid. Only explanation. That's got to be it. Just torture torturing. her kid. Yeah, just torture And him. she's like, I'm going to rescue you, little boy. Come, let me see your beautiful cherubic face. <laughs> she turns him around, and oh, my God, he's a fucking monster. It is like a Robert Zadar face on a child <laughs> with, <laughs> with maggots and, and sewn eyes. And fangs. Oh, yeah, and fangs. What was the uh, syndrome he has? Potator. It was like Patau or something like that. Yes, this character does not have a name, but Dario gave the name Patau because it's after the Patau syndrome. And I was like, there's no fucking way this is a real thing. I looked it up. The more horrifying in real life. You guys look it up. You want to see Cyclops babies? Look up pituitary syndrome, whatever the fuck it is. (laughs) So she's like, you're the true monster. And she just goes running. Yep. She finds a boat out back. You know, yeah, this tunnel, this, this, it's, yeah. it's, it's a straight up Bond villain like yeah. lair. I was just like going to say. A, right to like a dock. In American movies, we climb through the ducks. Right. In European movies, there's always like a sewer passage that they climb right. through. She gets out. She's on the docks. She finds a boat. It's fucking ready to go. So she jumps in it and she's just starting to sputter off the dock when 
that little fucking monster, Michael. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, Randy New- the Randy Newman right now is too loud. <laughs> right. I can't get over how that loud. That was a nice touch. The Randy Newman the Randy is. Newman. Yeah. That worked for me. <laughs> of course it worked for you. That's Fun, fun fact, you- fun fact, Griff. Michael, played by Peter Bark. Oh, that was his second only role. <laughs> that, of course it was. Yeah. He yeah. did a good job. I He's- was disgusted. I was disgusted. The true monster we needed. He had mo- he well he when you want a monster that has mommy issues, you go to Peter Bart. <laughs> That's right. You definitely do. He was sniffing a rag, said it smelled of death as he was chasing Jeff. Mommy, this smells like death. Let and... me bite your nipple off. So she starts up the, the, uh, the rowboat. He leaps in it with his little spear gun. Yeah, thing. he's got his attachable blood and everything, and he goes to jam at her. Somehow goes. She is standing at the bow of the boat. The motor, of course, is behind him. He stabs forward. The blade goes backwards and pierces the engine. Of no, the it doesn't hit the engine. Or the gas can. Yeah, there's a gas Excuse can, me. and it starts pouring out. Right. And so they have, like, a little bit of a tussle. And, and then she goes, I'm the lady of the flies. Come to me. And then this whole fucking swarm of flies come and attack little Michael. I mean, how hard are you? Like, you got to be like, come on. I am. I'm like, yeah, you're. What are you talking fuck? about? They set it up. This is how the movie has to end. Yeah, it's got to end with bugs. Got to end with rescuing bugs, her. I, I wasn't upset about the bugs. I thought the monster was a bit like eyes sewn shut. Yeah, yeah. What the yeah. fuck is he seeing? How was he chasing? Well, her? I don't know what was going on. I, there was some sewing going on. Yeah, but you could see his eyes were open. Right. I don't know what was going on. It was weird. It's all kinds okay. of fucked. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, Jennifer summons her bugs. They. Fuck up. They eat Little him. Michael. Yeah, they start chewing his ass. Yeah, so his uh, flesh gets all torn off. He jumps into the water to kind of elude them and everything. Yeah. Jennifer goes over to start up the boat. It explodes because... Yeah. Well, because of the gas, yeah. Gas. Because, you know, when you start up an engine, it just sparks. Yeah, it just sparks. There's a lot of sparks. I, I was waiting for bugs. the fucking Friday the 13th moment when she was like, oh, he's dead, and then she was going to get in the boat, and yeah. then he's going to leap out. That didn't happen. Well, mm, Yeah. She leaps out, starts like, I'm going to go swim it. She's literally like 15 feet away from the fucking dock, so yeah, why right. not? Instead, she goes to the other side of the fucking pond. Because, like, I don't know how much. I thought it was just like a gallon of gas. There's like this inferno, like this ring around the, the hey, fucking thing. that was pre-Joe Biden when gas was affordable. So, of course, oh. <laughs> all boats just had gallons and gallons and okay. gallons of gas. It was on. like a Dungeon and Dragons gas can where it was just you can put as much gas as you want. I'll just keep right. it down. <laughs> Dungeon and Dragons keeps track of weight. Other video games don't. So she starts swimming away, and of course we get the scene where he grabs her. She right. just kicks him off. He leaps. He goes to the surfaces. Unfortunately, surfaces in the fire. What? What a weird fucking ending. Grabs onto her. She kicks away. He goes up into the fire and chars himself, and she's off in the distance. Well, there's no watching. way we can top what happens next. Right. right. Dun, 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 dun. Randy Newman shows up and is like, that is one dead yes, little person. Didn't me. Randy Newman <laughs> says, hey, I'm here from your dad. I'm here to rescue you. No, it's Morris. He finally shows up. And, he's like, and she's like, Morris runs to him. All of a sudden, we get the awful fucking head beheading. You know, see this rubber head go flying. I think you pointed this out. Second duct kill. She had a fucking piece she of duct work. She had a huge piece of metal flashing. Yeah. Yeah. The, the weirdest killing tool I've ever seen. Right. But it, it, you could do that. Right. That's a good question. Where does that rank on weird killings? Weird, not high. 
inventive, very high because okay. I yeah. this was my first and so far o- only uh, instance in a movie where I've seen a sheet metal killing. Yeah. yeah. Is there yeah. is there a weird one on the top of your brain? Or another oh, just weird example? There, there, there's all kinds of weird ones, man. Nothing like that um, sticks out. There's, well, I don't want to spoil it for people, but in, uh, if you don't want to hear a you spoiler You don't have to talk about, about the movie. You could just say well, what the killing okay, was. There's a scene in a slasher movie where someone is on a cell phone calling for help. The killer removes this person's arm, takes the arm, shoves it up her vagina. Yes. The arm comes out of her mouth, still holding the phone. Yep, arms are that long. I thought long. that was in the 2018 Predator, didn't I? I thought it was. Yeah, that? that was in Predator. Oh. Yeah. Wow, that got reused. Sorry, spoiler so alert. It, it's Predator. So, oh, yeah, shit. We did. Was that actually in Predator? No? Yeah. Might as well have been. Okay. Yeah, it's Frau Bruckner. She apparently, I guess if you have no thumbs, it's pretty easy. to. She probably threw Geiger into the cesspool. He probably drowned because he can't swim without thumbs. We don't That's right. That. Yeah, you can't. And then she thus pins uh, Jennifer down. She's got the, the flashing against her throat. It's, and good, it's over. She's even telling her, go ahead, some of your fucking bugs. Deal with it. I'll, I'll, I'll fucking Right here, bugs. I'm just like, man, we need some Flash of the Blade right now. We just right? need some Flash. No, we don't get it. But we do get Inga to the rescue with a straight blade. And we just see a monkey just slashing the fuck out of Dude, a woman with a straight blade. She pops up, slashes her. Uh, Frau Bruckner goes down. We get this great shot of Inga grinning, holding up the straight razor. <laughs> yes. I actually, I'm going to show you guys right now. I know this is an audio podcast. Oh, but, boy. Uh, I keep that this screenshot on my phone. We all because do. Because oh, it's oh, such my a beautiful God. shot. And <laughs> yes. I legitimately popped at the scene. I shot up from my couch. I screamed with delight. I was so happy. This is exactly what I was waiting for. IMDb fun fact. Inga bit the tip of Jennifer Connelly's finger off on the, the filming of this movie. Really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. So, yeah. So, and then, I'm not even kidding. I don't know how they did it, but you really did. This monkey, this fucking chimpanzee was an amazing actor. I'm not. I'm being deadly serious here. Yeah, best, Because you best. see the look on her face like it's over with. Like, she's like. Yeah. She's just like. I could finally find peace. I wanted to wait until we got through her full character development and everything here because her story is the best story. It's the best uh. story arc in the movie. Exactly. It's so fucking good. I didn't realize that Jennifer Jennifer Connelly was here just to be like, you know, the boring on the sandwich. You know, She's we the Dudikoff to the Steve James that is angry. Right. That's another topic yeah. we need to have when we don't have a guest. I found my sandwich. I found my sandwich. Yeah. Work, workshop that one for a while. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where you're going with that. But yeah. Well, I don't like So sandwiches. you just see Inga just drops. I know it's crazy. Inga just drops the straight blade. Like, I'm never going to touch a straight blade again. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. You don't like sandwiches? <laughs> <laughs> no. We've had conversations. We're saving it for next time. Yeah. we got to finish this off. Yeah, we got okay. to get you out of here. But yes, I don't like sandwiches. I found my sandwich. Is it the bread? No. It's not the bread. Okay. Well, sometimes it's the bread. But anyways, the character development. It's the perfect it's a, meal, by the way. It's not the perfect meal. You it's get, the worst meal. You get all the four basic food gra- food. Uh, <laughs> In one and in your hand, you don't even need to use utensils. Right? Then, like sides are optional, but definitely not necessary if you have a good sandwich. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Anyways, Ingra, 
Uh, great. I just Inga, put some it. damn respect God on her name. She just, she, like I said, we we just, we, we, the whole movie, we said she studied the blade, and she's like, I'm never touching a blade again. Right. I'm done with this. This is so many samurai movies, isn't it? Where they're just yeah. like, I'm so fucking done with killing. Yeah. I have to kill one more person, and it's disgusting me. Yeah. And we see the disgust on Inga's face. This right. was like Sword of oh God. Was it Sword of Doom or yeah, Sword you of the got Beast? All, I keep I trying say, to get into those movies, and it's just like it always happens at a time where I cannot read closed captioning. I feel like this was Sword Sword of Doom, but a happy ending. And Sword of Doom, I don't want to spoil it, but this is like the good version of Sport, Sword of Doom. Yeah, the Inga version of Sword the Inga of version. Doom. And they clasp hands and they walk off. I don't know what the fuck they're going to do, but when hey. Inga was crying over Donald Pleasant's body, like right. when she uh, got to meet Jennifer and was just like, we're kindred spirits. And then this Inga is amazing. Yes. So, hey, I know you bit off Jennifer uh, uh, Connolly's tip of her finger. She probably deserved it. Inga, you're great. I think right. she deserved it. I think Better that than her nipple. You've talked about it before when kids just walk up to your dogs and put their yeah. fingers in his face, yeah. uh, their face and everything. That's probably what Jennifer Connolly did. She, she learned a life lesson. I'm sure she realized. Like, it was because according to the IMD explanation, the monkey just wasn't feeling the scene. I probably, she's probably, yeah, excuse me. She's like she probably didn't know what her motivation was because Dario Gento isn't right. that kind of a director, so she was trying to figure it out. Going, she's probably method, I'm yep. sure. Yeah, I'm sure. And she he is. was Inga's like method. Dario was like grab her and like turn her around towards the camera, and and then I'm sure she's just a kid. She's like, I guess these adults know what they're talking about. So Jennifer Connelly goes to grab her, and she ain't having it. Yeah. And you know, I mean, she's lucky that's all she got. She could have been beaten to death. She you heard about a- that one lady who got her. Hands ripped off and her face ripped off by a chimpanzee. Yeah, yeah right. you don't fuck with chimps. Don't fuck with them. That is the inspiration uh, behind the song, the great Genesis song, Misunderstanding. Because all this parentheses was, don't fuck with a chimp. Yeah, exactly. Don't fuck. Was with Was that the, chimp. the song that made Peter Gabriel leave Genesis, or was this was the Phil Collins? This was right? this was in the post uh, Peter Gabriel phase because okay. it was no longer because he wrote rock. the song Shock the Monkey. Shock the monkey. So I think I think that was what it is. I think they had. I think Phil came up with this song. I got this perfect song about a chimpanzee, and he's like, "I hate fucking monkeys." I think they split the sides on this. Phil was like, "No, the monkey's wrong," and Peter was like, "No, the monkey was right." The why would he? Why would no? Because why would Peter write a song called "Shock the Monkey"? Oh, I mean, he's, I mean, he's I mean I did it that was like the original diss track. Yeah, yeah, I did it backwards. They split yeah. because they saw the situation differently. Peter was like, you cannot. Yeah, because Phil obviously looks like Donald Pleasant, so he yes. like is a kindred spirit. Of course yeah. he did. Oh. Yeah. We got into some prog genesis here today, and yeah. that was not where I expected this to go, because I love <laughs> prog genesis. There you go. That makes one of us. Yeah, yeah then, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, I agree with Mike. Watcher of the skies, watcher of all. What I year? tried. That's fine. Good for you. I didn't, and I'm not going to try. And I love All it. right. So there you have it, people. Jalloween, another classic Jalloween. I don't know where to go. Are we going to just give up on action, Griff? I, because Jalloween was such a huge. I was ready for everyone to bail on like they usually yeah. do for Schlocktober. And we got we got some fucking huge reception. Huge. Every movie has gotten bigger than the last. Right. And I expect this one to be even bigger. That's It's got to be bigger. So I don't know. We might just call it quits on action, and just, I guess I mean there's there's hardly any horror podcasts out there, Mike. Is there people don't talk about horror at all? 
Stick with the action boys. <laughs> keep 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 the horror a special event. That's good okay. because by the way, thank you for coming on. Mark. Thank you, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Sorry I wasn't uh super involved in this one, like I said. I uh just a little footnote on this. I watched it and I was like, eh, five out of ten. I didn't hate it, I didn't like it. I might watch it again if I have a reason. Uh but then the Inga storyline happened. Seven out of ten with an asterisk. Yeah. Because seven puts it in I will go out of my way to watch this again, but I'm only going to watch like the last 30 minutes now for the full Inga arc. I did not give the grade when we were doing my movies earlier, and so we want to know where this ranks, of course. Right. Right neck and neck with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, <laughs> thanks to Ingra and Donald Pleasance. Inga! Well, God damn it. One of these days, you're going to get a name right. I'm yeah. going to get her name right eventually. I'm saying a name right, not even just <laughs> It's a good point. <laughs> Anyways, Matt, thank you, Matt. <laughs> so uh, it's Mark, thank you. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, we're going back to action next week, and I'm glad you brought up Wingshauser, Mike, because it's a Wingshauser movie, and it's not it's just anyone. It's probably his most famous character. I'm talking about Ramrod, the cowboy pimp from the movie Vice Squad. Okay. So we're just going to see Ving, Ving, Ving. Wingshauser slapping the shit out of prostitutes for 90 minutes. And that's it. I like it. So, I'm all aboard. Thank you all for enjoying Halloween this year. Thank you for joining Schlocktober. Have a, a safe and happy Halloween. Burn a house down on Devil's Night. Please. Remember the boys in Detroit for that. Yes. And we'll see you next week. To, back to the old action. Keep it warm.